producing from listening to records I just knew what to do I mainly taught myself and you know I did pretty well except there were a few mistakes but the just recently cleared up. I'd like to just continue to be able to express myself as best as I can. Welcome to episode 54 of the Average Joe's MMA show. Jeff Shanahan, David Van Boglen, and live from the contaminant zone, (laughs) we've got Ryan Dempsey with us. Ryan? Ground Zero, baby. How you doing, Ground Ryan? Ground Zero, Ryan. How's things from... Uh... Uh, uh, before we really get going here, uh, David Van Vogel, you, uh, you motherfucker, you turned that cocksucker up to number 10 this week. <laughs> I don't want no number fives this week. No Damn, fives. Third, okay? that, Kicking that mule. That was on me. That wasn't David Van Vogel. That was on me. <laughs> I uh, I had been... I am live from the, contain- the containment room number one this week. I am uh, surrounded by... Orange tarp and uh, insulation right now. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to explain why, or are you just into some weird shit, Dexter? This is some Breaking Bad that? shit. Yeah. Are you making Are you making fucking blue meth? Like, what the fuck's going on? Well, you, you know, I mean, uh, you gotta make money somehow when you got a kid on the way, right? <laughs> yeah. Vegas only get you so far in life. He just admitted oh. to cooking meth live on the air. Yeah. Last week Last I asked week for lewds. You know, this week it's you know, math. What well, the fuck, I mean, man? I, I mean, I, I may have said that Carla had a little bit of a cough, so I had to buy the extra cough syrup, but no, that wasn't the case. <laughs> no. Hey, man. Uh, no, we, uh, we discovered that uh, life didn't throw enough curveballs, so I had to... Uh, uh, I had to have some mold thrown my way now, so we discovered that both the bedrooms in the apartment were uh, riddled with mold for the second year running now. So uh, we are in uh, excavation day two. Uh, everything's been carved out, and um, yeah, we're just dealing it with it. I guess I mean I have no idea what else to say. I'm just going with the flow and seeing what happens. Hey, what can you do at this point? Right, just sit back That's and it, I mean, pray for the best at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's getting fixed, so that's the positive part. I mean, can't have the prince being brought into a, to an area that's going to be a, risking his life, you know? Exactly. So. Exactly. Dave, how you doing tonight, man? Ooh, hey. Got fumble <laughs> fucking fingers over here. Yeah, you know, we're, just, ah, we're making shit work. Trying to make shit work, man. I had, uh, that's what we do. I had a great, great uh, interaction today with, with uh, some friends of mine over at, uh, they're both working at uh, Metro PCS on, on Broadway here. And uh, I went to see my buddy, uh, Joey Kadelsik. And, uh, um, Eric Goodrich started working for them. Um, you know, a couple of weeks back, he was actually doing some of the, the on-the-job and online training courses that they have there on the computer while I went in because it was slow and he had to, he had to get this uh, certificate done for something with the mobile stuff, whatever it was. 
and I was just talking to Joey while he's doing it, and, and Eric pulls out. He was maybe it was a downtime or something. He pulled off the headset and he said, "Dave, he said I see this fucking I see the show, the average Joe's MMA show, right?" I said, yeah, yeah. He said I see it shared all the time. Uh, your buddy Hank shares it, I guess. Uh, some someone else has shared it. You're yeah. shared it. I'm shared it. He says I see it all over the place. He said, "How do I download it?" And I said, "Well, I told him that where we're on all of the platforms, uh, direct from SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and Podcast.com." And uh, and since they, he has 100% free streaming from his work through Google Play. Oh, nice. Got him set up. Got him a link to Google Play. He's going to grab it from there. He's been really excited to find me uh, to, to check out the show. Just didn't know exactly if it was, you know, the SoundCloud links was to the show, where it was, didn't know how to find it. So we got another guy hooked up. That's cool. And uh, he's going to check it out. And I think we're going to get some more comments and some questions and some stuff from him. So Very nice. It was really cool because awesome. it came out of nowhere. Yeah that's, yeah, that's that's always cool. It just, it was, it wasn't elicited or nothing. It was, it completely came out of nowhere. And took it took me by, by shock. I was just... Uh, I was taking it out as far as like, wow, that's that's fucking awesome that you want to listen. You know, I just wasn't used to it. So we talked about that for a little bit, and, you know, I let him know that, told the guys that we're doing, you know, we're, we're getting a lot more views and listens than we did, you know, this time last year. And bottom line is, I have such a great, great time doing it that it didn't matter if nobody listened to me. Yeah. And that's how much fun I have doing it. Nah, man, I, could, I couldn't care less if anyone else was on the other end. Man. Nah, the few, inter- the, the, the interactions we get from people is that's enough for me that's bonus man that's a fucking great that's enough to make me in hell that's why i'm here now right Right. exactly yeah i mean if it wasn't for that we wouldn't be stuck with this kid (laughs) (laughs) that's how you get on the show boys you you, you, you ask questions you get a spot on the show yeah you correct the fucking the host and that's how you get a spot on the show (laughs) right you get into you get into fucking fact checking pissing contests on other shows shit and then you become friends with the host the key is to be right you gotta be right about it. You can't fucking get in a pissing contest and be wrong. Oh no! If you get in a pissing contest with me and you're wrong, especially with MMA, I'm gonna fucking eat you. You're up. never gonna fucking live it down. Fuck no! But Ryan's always got the Ryan's the fucking custodian of useless facts. So we enjoy useless facts here. Oh yeah. Oh, I got a funny story for you boys that happened to me What's today. Happened? So I'm work. I'm at work, whatever, doing my thing, and I get paged into the boss's office. But I was outside, so I didn't hear it. And Hank, my my other boss, texts me and says, Jack, our big boss, wants to see you in the office ASAP. Okay. So I walk into the office, and Hank is, like, doing whatever at the computer, so I can't really see him. And I'm just kind of looking at Jack, and he, you know, I close the door, and he's like, sit down. Okay. Uh. So he's like, um, I just got a text from his boss, and... He's like, uh, he pulls out a fucking piss test cup, and he goes, oh he goes, he goes, we're gonna need you to take a piss. He goes, Adam, Adam said that you need to take a piss test. All right, Fuck. so he throws the cup at me, right? Throws the cup at me, and he's like, stone faced as fuck. He's like, anything I should be worried about? And I said, yup. <laughs> <laughs> Like I was like I was like yep. He goes, all right, and then he just starts fucking cracking up laughing. <laughs> oh, they were just fucking with you, dude. Totally just fucking with me. <laughs> Hank found it in his I desk. Was, I was really hoping that story. He pulls up the piss cup and he says, 
We heard the show last week. We need to, we need to <laughs> see what's going on. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like my boss, Hank, is who I do my other po- other podcast with. So I'm oh, always man. fucking stoned. And like Hank and I are super good friends anyway. So he knows I'm a fucking stoner. But like, yeah, so he pulled, he found the cup in his desk somewhere. And they were like, Jack was like, who the f- who should we fuck with? And Hank, of course, was like, Colin. You gotta get this motherfucker. Yeah, he was like, Colin Shanahan. <laughs> you gotta get, yeah. I was like, oh, you had to dude, get you. Dude, my heart, I was like, boom, 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 boom. literally, I was like, fuck, I'm fucking fired. When fire. he started laughing, and, and finally I started laughing with him and shit. I was like, I was literally ready to say, well, it's been really nice Thanks. working with you guys. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for the couple weeks. Yep, I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, that was my fucking laugh oh, for the man. afternoon, dude. I, I lost it. I was cracking up so hard. Jesus, dude. Because Jack is like a seriously, like he's a good dude and like he takes really good care of us and shit, but he is a straight fucking shooter. Yeah. And he's a Gentile. Stone-faced as fuck. Never sold it. No, oh, dude, sold it like a motherfucker. It just... Never, never wavered. Hank had to hide his face because he knew he couldn't sell. Oh. <laughs> Hank, I'd have been over like, "Oh, this is fucking too good." This he is like too good. This he is hid good. his face because he he didn't even look up at the, up at the computer to see my reaction because he knew he'd bust up laughing. Yeah, he didn't look until until Jack started laughing and he was like, "Was he freaked out?" And I was like, "Fuck yes, I was freaked out." <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Yeah, man, it was a good time. That's great. <laughs> so. uh Shall we get into this? We've got some. We've got one card to break down. Two. We're gonna well, one full preview and uh, a little partial partial preview. Yeah, a little news tonight. Need so, some fuckery and some other stuff. Oh, tons of fuckery. You know yeah. that's going down. Uh, oh, the fuckery's gonna probably start with the main event of the card. We're gonna break down. Yeah. Speaking of fuckery, UFC 208 took place this past weekend from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Jermaine Duratame picks up the decision win in the inaugural women's featherweight title fight, uh, three forty-eight to forty-seven across the board. All right, well, fuckery. Yeah. Let's let's go ahead and just start talking about this fuckery. End of round two and end of round three. Well, even before we get into that, let's just talk about the decision overall. Oh, sure. Did either of you have it scored for Holly? Yes and no. I um I watched the fight a couple times and I see Holly dominating uh to a 49-46 win, but I also see Jermaine pulling out the really close 48-47 that we saw on Saturday night. I think I, when I initially watched it, I think uh I gave it to Jermaine, but then when I watched it again, I watched it three times. Right. But the next two times I think I gave it to Holly three to uh it was one and four and five, I think it was. They gave to Holly, and two and three to Jermaine, or something like that. Yeah. Um, even um, ignoring the the fuckery. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Right. I think that's how I. I think that's how I ended up giving. It. I think I ended up giving it to Holly two of the three times that I watched because I I, I tend to do that too much. I, I'll overthink it the first time, and the second two or three times that I watch it. Um, I, I know more of what I'm expecting, and I can be a little bit more judgmental and a little bit more critical, as opposed to the first or the first time through. You're just watching for the action, you're right. watching, you know, you still got that fun. You know, you're not a judge, so you still got that fun part of being a fan of watching a a good fight. Right. Yeah. yeah, this was not a good fight. But See, you know, that was the the one thing for me was um, knowing the result. Yeah, um, going into watching it. 
I decided just to watch it with no volume. Nice. And just watch the fight for what it was. Yeah, I do that the second time. The first time and watching it with no volume so there's no interrupt, like no outside um, noise telling me anything. That's when I had home winning it. It was when I had the commentators talking that I had uh, Durand May winning it. Yeah, that's that's usually what, like Dave said, that's usually what I do the second time through. I mean, I got that from Eric and, well, mostly Eric. But, yeah, from listening to The Way of the Warrior, they always talked about it, doing it that way, um, taking your bias out by not having the commentary. And I've rescored fights because of that. Yeah, so. yeah, I definitely did. The, the first time when I was listening to it, uh, and I was a little, I mean, Listening to Joe Rogan and those guys when uh, the fuckery went on was a little uh, unsettling too because that that kind of swayed me a little one way or the other. The 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 commentary just does that. It yeah. sways me one way or the other. Yeah. And and some points when it shouldn't. And uh, I've been better about just blocking it out entirely. Um, you know, anyone that's that's got young kids, Ryan knows that and. Uh, you learn to to block things out. It's called uh, uh-huh. listening with dad ears. You can yeah, ignore some sounds, you know, that that are coming up from from young kids, especially now that you got two Ryan and they're going to be fighting a lot. What's that? Sorry, that's you. You got two. No, I know. I'm just doing dad ears. I'm just fucking with you. Ah, fucker, you got me. <laughs> just practicing. <laughs> you don't give dad ears to me, douchebag. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I try to do it now, but um, it's still it's still kind of hard because I also enjoy Rogan's yeah. commentary as well. Yeah, I mean, you know? yeah. when we watch when we watch the fights in the group, anyway, like the volume's up, but. I'm usually so stoned. I'm not. I can tune it out anyway. But then, like Tony and I are, are talking back and forth to each other during the fights and shit too. So. It's like when we did it here. We had it the volume on, but it wasn't really on. Yeah, yeah. We didn't hear much. Which was you know. great because we didn't have to listen to fucking John Anik. Yeah, and Anik was there for this one too, wasn't he? Yeah, but he didn't really say much because no, DC and Rogan no. took it all over. Man, I, I well, caught Anik to say something. Was the point where I got the most annoyed? Yeah, yeah. but Anik was like he, he was like, he was not he was he was. He was there to replace Goldberg, and I'm just like, fucking man. DC wasn't that good, but he was just better than Anik. DC was was more repetitive. Yeah, like yeah. like the uh, Joe Rogan would say, he'd go on and he'd talk in this, and he'd say this, and he'd follow this, and he'd say this, and they, it all made sense. And it was all action. And DC would be like, yeah, and that's I mean, a lot of it was DC just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. What Joe said basically, and and Anik. Because those two, because Rogan and uh, DC were talking a lot, Anna kept trying to force himself into the conversation more so than he was well, fluid with it. Anna has even said himself he more likes to just kind of let his color man, you know, he'll call the action but let his color man lead. Yeah. Well, between the two of them, right, he wasn't yeah. able to, to juxtapose anything in there because... Three-man team is stupid. It, it is really stupid. Well, it could be good if you have a good enough team. The problem is, is that out of the three, Joe's the dominant one. And, DC yep, sucks, right, but yeah. it was better than Anakin. Anakin is just garbage. Right. But there, there can be. I mean, boxing is even showing you can do good three man teams. Yeah. Sometimes even in wrestling, you can do even four. Even four, yeah. Yeah. In boxing, like first. right. That's man. That's, that's too much. I think that's. I think that's starting to get to where it's overkill. Right. Um, all the time, every time. Is it, yeah, you can have a, a decent three, but putting four people in there might Because, like, dude, dream scenario, I, I could deal with a three-man team of either Joe Rogan, Boss Rutan, and Jimmy Smith, 
from Bellator. Mm-hmm. Or that'd be that'd be a great lineup if you get that one. I could even do Joe Boss and fucking Morrow. Because Morrow for MMA is phenomenal. Absolutely, yeah, I can't Morrow stand the Pride Days. Was yeah, so yeah, that was beautiful. a great team. And I think, and I think the three of them have a really good chemistry. Like if you watch them on the JRE together, it was outstanding. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because Joe can balance Morrow the fuck out. Yeah. like he can he can balance Morrow out where where Boss really doesn't. Boss I mean, just plays off. Honestly, him. I don't know if he can or if he can't, but he kind of just uh, lets him, lets him go to work, right? And then. Uh, Picks up and, and plays off of him as as he goes. Uh, I, I'd love to see Ronaldo, but that's what I mean. But like, they'll, they'll, it'd be not, someone like him. But even Jimmy Smith would be a great, yeah, that'd be great fun. one too. Jimmy is an awesome he is. color guy. He does a really good job, and I'm kind of looking forward to seeing him and who Goldberg knows, together. I mean, who knows if Joe's going to stick around much longer? Right. Well, no, he's been on the fence for a while, but yeah, he, he's what though? He's July, August when his contract. August, still, though, I August, believe. I believe. Yeah, I think his one year's up in August. But let's uh, let's yeah, get back to this and sure. get into this fuckery. Yeah, so, so Jermaine uh, so Durand with them with them perfectly placed shots uh, just after the horn. <laughs> what uh, was there one or two that yeah <laughs> Ryan eating up Jeff's fucking co- uh, hosting duties again? Now you first you want to take my fucking <laughs> intro song. Now you're just taking my fucking job. They well, took her jobs. I can. You guys keep on like pausing on me. So like, I'm like, am I supposed to say something? Or, no, like, just sit and know you your role. I can't hear you. Like, you fucking asshole. You sit there and you know your role. Listen, cocksucker. <laughs> but go ahead and continue. Go ahead and continue your fucking thought. You already started this goddamn dance. So fine. <laughs> you got a lead. Let's go, bitch. Take it. All right. Well, what do you guys think? Because I think that, and we talked about this one um, in the group the other day. Um, the first one, I think that one is the one where you have to give the warning shot. I don't even think the you give her a one warning. Is an automatic point. You take the point on that first the, one. Fuck it. Because, what, what, but what's the difference between a late shot and a, a blatant groin shot or a blatant eye poke when you don't see the point taken then? The the late shot. Um... Is a full on punch to the face. Yeah. That that yeah, could be but, but that's a fight ender. Blatant, blatant is blatant, I say like, but I say I say one time you have to let it slide, but you have to give the the uh you have to give the warning. The here's danger, here's the uh here's though. the the difference where I would uh I'd want to tell you this one, um just to think of it this way. If the strikes were in reverse, if the strike that happened in the third round happened in the second, the one that happened in the second happened in the third, they were just reversed. I would have given warning, right, and then and then point because the the one in the second or one in the third round was they they basically missed. Yeah, they, they it was missed. an elbow. Yeah, yeah. but the yeah. one in the second round that was fucking that was a deadly dangerous potentially match ending shot. Holly said probably the hardest shot she took in the entire fight. Yes. So had they been reversed? That, like, a lot of people said that was the the best shot landed the whole fight. It was, it was besides the head kick, was. probably. Yeah, that question mark kick. That was yeah, yeah, the question mark. Just, kick was really that one good. that Holly threw that that was yeah, awesome. That was beautiful. That was some fucking Wonder Boy shit. Um, but had you re- if they were reversed, I would have done warning point. Now that they that they weren't, that one in the second round that was blatant and that was that was round changing and it was fight changing. The points have been gone right there immediately just because of how damaging it was. Yeah. And then you, I've, you I've, tack on another instance of it that maybe wasn't so bad, but you've already set the precedent of taking the point. The second round, that's a DQ. There you go. Right. Now, my question to you guys though, 
that I posed uh, when we were talking uh, the other day. What do you guys think with the idea, like what she had said? Um, oh, I don't know if she said it or not, but when she was head kicked and all that stuff, and then there were there was exchanging, and that was in the end of the third round, and that was when she landed the elbow, missed the punch, but she was still swinging after the horn. Do you guys consider anything that maybe she was just, you know, uh, as Joe Rogan says on Queer Street, and just was swinging to defend herself, missed the horn? If it would have only happened in the third round, maybe, but because she's, right. already, she's already been doing it, no. And that's what I said in our message. I said, you know, it was already a blatant yeah. knock or shot way after the buzzer right, the first right. time. I mean, I can kind of give her a little, and maybe that's why the elbow didn't quite connect quite well because she was on Queer Street. But she still clearly threw it afterwards. Oh yeah, no. How much, guys? I mean, how much is the ref to blame here? A ton. Yeah. Oh, that. That's a, a fuck ton. And, and the, not the just on that. The whole fight was the referee. And not, not just on that, but the fucking the stand-ups, just and break or not stand-ups. I'm yeah, sorry, that was the, in the uh, break of the split apart. Yeah, yeah, the split aparts. The split aparts in the stand-ups when they were clinched. Yeah. Like, whenever he just got bored, he said, okay, break. Yeah, it was like 25 seconds. I, might, I counted the first one. The, the the very first one that happened, it was like 25 seconds. And um, and it wasn't just 25 seconds of them sitting there. Holly was throwing knees. Right. And she was pushing her. But yeah. She was positioning. And he had no, he he had no like, consistency yeah, on it either. Yeah. And he didn't bother going two feet to the side to see that she was working on this side. He stayed on this side and wasn't looking at... He was so bad, you guys. Who was it? Was it at the Teixeira Cannoneer fight that he kept standing him up? Yeah. 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 Teixeira was working Teixeira on top. Teixeira was working. He was laying elbows. He was laying punches. He was positioning. He was he was active. He was very you know, active. It, it kind of reminded me of the old... Um, uh, God, was it Elite XC with uh, Arlovsky and Roy Nelson? When, I, don't uh, I don't remember. I forget what it was, but I mean, they had an actual rule that said, like, you know, if you're on the ground for 10 seconds, they have to stand you up. And Nelson was working a submission on Arlovsky, and they stood them up, and Arlovsky just knocked Nelson the fuck out. Probably was a lead. Yeah, that sounds about them. My first thought when they, when they kept on splitting up in the clinch was just like, what the, like, why? Yeah. It makes no sense to break them apart. They're, they're working. Yeah, the referee was, what's it? Tim, Tom Anderson, Tim Anderson, something like Todd that. Anderson, Todd, Todd Anderson, Tim, yeah. Okay. Holly got, Holly got dicked over so bad this fight, from the pull aparts to the XX punches to the after. The, I mean, she just got screwed over to something bad, and she has, uh, as of today, officially filed a formal complaint to the, um, and what was it? Uh, let me take a look here. A full, uh, uh, an appeal. Yeah, she's full appeal, uh, full flat out appeal to the loss. Yeah, because of the the actions of the referee, basically, and, and because of the the excess punches after two separate rounds, mm-hmm. she wants an appeal, wants to change to uh, no contest. I can't. I mean, I don't know. I don't blame her. It's hard. Like I told you guys, especially it being her third fight in the appeal. Yeah, like I said. Um, it's hard because regardless the outcome, if they agree with her appeal, there's no champion once again. Yeah. Yeah. And with Jermaine, uh, Jermaine's injury, it just sets up uh, Cyborg versus who? Is Holmes messed up? Jermaine needs surgery. Not confirmed yet. She hasn't been to the doctor. Right, yeah. 
She just keeps saying that every time Cyborg's she, name yeah, is brought up. Yeah. <laughs> Not that she's afraid or anything. I mean, honestly, this fight was just a capper to a complete shit card. It really was. Yeah. There was one, two real shining lights on this whole, on the main card especially. The FS1 card was bad, like... Garbage. We started watching it Sunday at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I mean, granted, I was hungover and on a little bit of sleep and you know had quite a bit of green meds in me, but I was falling asleep. Yep. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. It was it was no, really yeah. really the, bad. Uh, was it the lens fight? No, it wasn't the lens fight. That was a decent fight. Uh, um, Sasaki and Ren. Uh, Jim Miller. That, that's no, that was that was the main card. I'm just trying to think of where oh, in the first. Oh, the, oh yeah. Yeah, so it might have been recent. I think Sasaki. it was recent Sasaki because those guys boring. were pretty. I mean, there was nothing to bring home on on the prelims. The below Muhammad Randy uh, Brown fight wasn't bad. It wasn't. It wasn't good, great, but it wasn't. It was better than the Nova fight. Nova was terrible, but the, the that Lens fight wasn't very good either. That dude just no. worked him over. But that's one of uh, Poirier Miller, boy. Uh, the main card. Poirier Miller was a good fight. Yeah, and then uh, but to share Cannoneer was pretty boring. You know what? There was, and I should have known this fact going in before I picked Cannoneer. Um, I for, I had completely forgotten about this fact that Cannoneer is not a full time. MMA train, oh, uh, trainee. No. He has a full time job that he works, and he does. Yeah. He does uh, oh, yeah. MMA as when he's side. not at work. Yeah, yeah, that's a side thing. This is not even his main job. He works for like the airlines or something. Probably can't afford it. That's what he said. He said he can't afford with the Reebok stuff and the, and the no um, yeah. sponsors. He can't afford to be a, uh, a full time fighter anymore. There's a lot of fighters that got jobs. So he went out and got a full time fight. So he doesn't. I've forgotten that entirely. And, that's and, part of why Felipe Nova retired. Yeah. He's going to. Be a work as a he's a nurse. You can't be a, a part time fighter and beat Glover Teixeira. I don't care how tough and no, strong you are. No. You can't do that. You no, know, no, it's not not with a dude that. Well, I mean, if you go you back know. to the the time that Glover Teixeira had, uh, trained in the garage in Connecticut a couple of years ago, hey, man, I mean, maybe that even Kenner could have uh, beaten him, but even full time garage training will beat part time uh, regular training. Just yeah. because if you're dedicating your you're dedicating your whole life to it, you're dedicating um, your your not only your income but and your livelihood, but you're you're exercising and working out and training and fighting and sparring and and rolling and everything eight to ten hours or whatever it is a fucking day. That's your full time job, and that's that's always going to beat someone that's in it half assed. You know when we should have realized that this card was going to be garbage um, was when a heavyweight couldn't make weight. Well, we knew this card was going to be garbage long before like, that. We've been no, saying no, this card's no, going to be garbage since they announced that it. Heavyweight couldn't make weight. That should have been the clue to everybody that well, this is going to be a long night for everyone involved. And it was. And this is. I mean, this is doesn't necessarily mean that the cards can be bad because a lot of decision fights are really, really good fights. But that's just yeah. another. There was there was only one finish this entire night. There was only one finish to one fight. The rest of them they went all three in all five rounds respectively, and. Yes, a decision fight can be good, but if you're a guy like me, I love to see the way someone can beat another person. I like to see the manner in which they do it, whether it's strikes, whether it's a, a fantastic um, jiu-jitsu submission, whether it's just completely ragdolling them through uh, freestyle wrestling. I love to see a finish. And like I said, it doesn't mean it's a 
doesn't make it a, a better fight than the other one because it's a decision. I just love to see a finish. This one had it was one fight away from me in an all decision card, and I can't remember the last time we seen an all decision card. Yeah, it was it was god awful. I think it was in, I think it was in Canada. That would make sense. Yeah, that would make sense. I think it was probably but, a GSP and, card. And but and you know what? Going back to the to the illegal shots, you have to wonder how different the outcome would have been if Holmes started the third round not on wobbly legs. Right. She ended the third round with such a, like a vicious head kick. Who knows how she starts off? And yeah. if, and and then she starts off the, the fourth round thinking like, well, what the fuck? Like, the referee's against me now. I think like, Wink went over and uh, bitched at the ref, didn't he? Sorry? I, said, I think, didn't Wink go over there and bitch at the ref? I think he did. And tell him this, I think, I think he, he did. Yeah he, yeah, he started giving it to the ref uh, at that point, yeah. I think he did, and I think he was telling him, this is two times, man, what the fuck are you doing? And he was, uh, I think I heard that on, yeah, he did. Uh, on, uh, well, that's when, he, that's when he went over and said, oh, okay, if you do it a third time. Yeah, right, that's right. right. That's when he yes. gave her the warning, he finally. in the head illegally a third time. <laughs> then I'll take point. one point. And then... And then stood in the middle of them, like, with, like, three or four seconds left in the fucking round, like, got in the middle of them. Yeah, he was so bad. Terrible! Well, Uh, I mean, did you guys see the article that I posted uh, to the the page on on Monday or Tuesday? I seen it. um, The referee trainer? Yeah, I seen it. No, I didn't. I mean, I did, but I didn't get to read it. This guy, so he trains referees and trainers for what to expect, and... He says one of the main points for the clapping at ten seconds is so the referee gets into position. Yeah, right? that's that's and, the the, the what the clapper. And then he yep. says the second you hear the horn, regardless if it's a submission, punching or nothing, you just jump in front of them and use F force if you have to. It doesn't matter. Just jump in front of them. Yeah, and there's you the know look with the, nothing. There, I've seen refs. We've seen refs fucking straight up choke a dude out. Yeah. We seen them rip them off. They, uh, uh, yeah. Ground and pound. They Reps, just rip yep. arms around the, the waist and rip them off. I've seen refs take punches because they had to get yep. it between them. And, you know, this, and Joe Rogan said it too. He said, man, this, these refs, UFC's only, or MMA has only been in New York for a year. Almost. Not even. Yeah. It legalized even. in like right. April last year, I think. Right. So, you know, coming on a year. Coming up. I, I think the way yeah. he said it was about a year. It was so... But they haven't had a lot but of they events. haven't had championship training. No. There's been one or two no. championship fights there. Well, five now total yeah. that I can think of. At least big level. You know, you had Connor and Eddie. Well, I mean, actually, well, three that night. Yeah, there was three. So you're up to eight. This one, no. I uh, think he counted them like championship cards. I think well, that's was, where Rogan was coming. Yeah, yeah, there was the three. The three that they had at two o five. The three that. Uh, WSLF had on New Year's oh, Eve. Oh, right. Yep. I forgot what World yep. Series. Yeah, because they had three title fights on that. And I don't even think when Rogan said that, I don't even think he counted World no, Series. No, I doubt he did. You no, know? He probably just counted UFC. He just counted UFC as because. Yeah, probably. So. But they really, I mean, they don't have the same ref pool that Nevada uses. They use their own refs out and, there, and I they, believe. They, they well, on the, uh, but the thing the is, is like they, they can bring in. Because they had they had John and, and Herb for two oh five. They didn't have anyone. As the New York uh, State Athletic the, Commission the recap show, they asked about that. Right. Brian Shaw asked Joe Rogan how come they didn't have Herb and Dean exactly. and uh, the, and, uh, and and Eve Levine 
uh, refereeing, and and Jerome said, "Well, the first card at 205 was so monumental. They like the state athletic commission was fine with whoever, but the, but now they want to have their guys there. That's what it was. And yeah. their guys are not ready. Like their guys Fuck must start no. taking a lot. Like, yeah, that's New York right. Needs to swallow it, swallow its pride. Let the pros deal with it until they get guys that can actually deal with it, are willing to do what they have to do, and make the calls that they have to make." Or we're going to continue having fights like this when the championship fight, um, when you have two rounds with late hits, when you have judges not, or referees not getting in there and not uh, breaking it up when they need to or not getting or breaking it up too soon because he doesn't want to fuck up again. He was just a mess. The night was a mess. The rest sucked. The judges were not on point. Uh, what a fucking! I mean, this has just been a nightmare. So let's let's push through I this mean, fucking the only, nightmare. The yeah. Thing worse. The only thing worse than that fight card was the Brooklyn Nets home games that are played there every single home game. Man, I used to have to watch those because of my ex's brother, and I'll never watch a fucking <laughs> Nets game again in my life. <laughs> but um, like, like I said to you guys, though, could you imagine the outcry if at the end of the second round the horn went? And Duran DeMay threw that punch, and Holly Holmes went out cold. Oh yeah, it would have been a fucking. There would have been a riot. Oh my god, it was, I loved. I loved. I was told Jeff earlier. I love the fact that uh, a New York crowd is always going to be a tough crowd. A New York crowd is always going to be a smart crowd. Whether it's MMA, boxing, pro right. wrestling, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. New York, Philly, those guys over there always a tough crowd. So when Duran DeMay hit that uh, late shot in the second round, come to th- the crowd was fucking dead. Until uh, right, until the yeah, third round, yeah. well, once they, they came killed out, from this last the fight before. Yeah, well, once they came once they came out in the third round, the crowd was "Let's Go Holly." You could hear the "Let's Go Holly" chants, yeah, yeah, and they were yeah, like, yeah. They were, you know, they were full against yeah, they're it, like, yeah. motherfucker, you know what? You're gonna come in here, you're gonna come into New York, you're gonna fight right. If you do that bullshit, you gotta go. So that's when the crowd got into it, and yep. it was it was cool to see that because I'm. You know, I've been I've been able to live those crowds, and they're fucking tough, man. They are <laughs> fucking tough crowd. It takes a while to win them over, but when you do, you got them. Hell yeah, they were tough as fuck too. All right, let's get back to this fucking yes. floating turd. Uh, the co-main event: Anderson Silva uh, defeated Derek Brunson twenty-nine twenty-eight, two 29-28s and a 30-27. Uh, all unanimous decision. Honestly, this fight was pretty shitty as well, <laughs> and I could have had it going either way. Uh, I'm, I didn't really think this was a robbery. There huh? was there was quite no. a bit. Of, I didn't. I mean, it, it just here and there. And here's I, I had mentioned this to you guys too when it came to the uh, about this fight in particular. Um, Matt Sarah made this point, and I can kind of see it with these judges. It is are they especially the ones in New York because they're so new. Are they watching the fights on the monitor, or are they watching the fights off? Of, you know, Good trying question. to watch it live. In either way, the way Anderson Silva's style is, and the way that he throws strikes, like Matt was even saying, you know, he was watching it at home, and some of them are so close to landing, but just miss barely. But it makes yeah. you go, "Oh shit!" You right, know, like right, you think right. you hit. It. It, it, especially in the case of that thirty twenty seven from fucking Eric Colon or Colon or whatever, unbelievable. Like that—that that is the. Sorry, what was I missed that part there, Jeff? I was just saying about um, how Anderson Silva's style and his strikes are like he he gets so close when he throws punches, but 
even the oh, missus okay. can okay, yeah. even the missus can appear like they kind of may have made some contact. Right. How much of that is influenced some of these judges, especially them being new? Yeah, but like I said, I don't. Well, I, I mean, and also in the first round, um, a couple of things. Um, if you're the judge and you're so new to it, and you see Derek Brunch and. and with all due respect, it was a he he threw a really crappy takedown attempt, and so it just kind of threw him off. And then a few minutes later, he was he was uh, almost in a clinch when he literally ran away. Like people talk about the Conor Diaz fight when Conor was kind of moving away. Like yeah, Brunson ran away, and you kind of wonder if like they avoided the fact that when Silva locked in a solid clinch. Brunson did all the damage. Yeah, oh yeah. Brunson knocked yeah, the shit out of him. You almost think that like, the judges understand that, well, this guy, like, you, know, you almost think that when Brunson made a, a bad move, they, ju- they judged him heavily, but when Silver was in a good move but was in a bad position, they looked at it in a positive manner for, for Silva. Yeah, I can see that too. Um like I said, I could have definitely got given this twenty nine twenty eight to Brunson. I didn't for see sure. uh, I didn't see the numbers before I judged it. Now looking at the numbers, I think I judged it properly. Um, I gave rounds one and rounds three to Derek Brunson. Yeah, not. I mean, I'm not talking about runaway rounds here, guys. No, We're no, talking no, no. about no minuscule amounts of of just. Barely ten nine. I mean, if you look at the stats, Brunson definitely. I mean, he he threw one hundred eight. Yeah, threw one hundred eighty four and landed one hundred eighteen strikes. Yeah, yeah, man. Ray Anderson only landed fifty four total strikes. <clears throat> two takedowns. Two takedowns. Almost four minutes of control yeah. against no takedowns and eleven seconds of control. Nobody got a knockdown. Looking at the numbers, I think I did right I, when I when I think I judged it two rounds to Brunson, one to Anderson. I felt like Brunson won the fight too, but I I. I can see why they gave it to Anderson 29-28, at least 29-28. The 30-27 is the biggest horse shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and I I said the same thing um, when we talked earlier this week. Um, I had it 29-28 Silva, and I could see it also being 29-28 for for Brunson. Yep. But they – and I've watched the fight a couple times now – and and I I mean I closed my eyes and watched it and I still didn't see thirty twenty seven. No, I don't either. No, no fucking way. Not a chance. Stevie Wonder called me and said, "Did you see that motherfucker? There's no way that there was ain't no way." <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, but we'll we'll have the the. I think the mold's getting to you, right? Blind people's uh, <laughs> compassion society picketing outside my fucking door. No, they're going to Canada. He said it. We he did. said not us. Yeah, but we record here. You never know. We're sensitive to people's needs. Fuck the blind. Fuck them. <laughs> let's, let's move on. No, but the, I, mean, I, uh, I originally did score it positive for Silva because, I mean, like, like I said uh, previously, when Silva launched, uh, latched onto a good clinch, he ate uppercuts like I ate a steak dinner. Oh, that's and, and but that, that was the good. only that's... time that I saw Brunson actually uh, as a threat. I always saw Silva pressing. Silva looked always he looked he looked really good the entire first round, unless he was in the clinch. I mean, even when he missed that flying knee at the end of the first, he turned it into uh, he turned in he he pulled guard from a missed flying knee. Right. 
Well, you know, I think Brunson. We had we talked about it too. Brunson might uh, he was ta- talking about filing an appeal. He was he was talking well because it. he's also a Jackson Wink fighter. So the same same locker room, same camp. They're both angry. Oh yeah, I would. He be, was yeah. he was pretty close to it, but I guess from what I saw on Twitter, he decided to not just file his yeah, formal appeal. And and Holly's situation, yes. Yeah. And Derek's situation, his no. fucking brother, you should have finished him. Right. Sorry. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it is that case though. Yeah. It is I'm, the case. I'm not going to feel bad for someone who who doesn't feel the who doesn't finish their fight and they get pissed at the judge scoring fuck you finish him holly got got or, ganked twice do it more con- exactly. or just be more yeah. convincing beat him if you want to beat him yeah you know holly got janked dude oh, totally so th- we're not you know that's what two different stories and uh you know brunson don't like it fucking and, and practice I, and this is something i mean i and i i love i love throwing this out there because i i do say it a lot but this is one of those losses that it was a, it's a good loss for Brunson, it was a close loss to Anderson Silva. Like if you lose a, if you lose, uh, twenty nine twenty eight to Anderson Silva, that means that you did something right. I've seen a lot of fighters say that. Decision. What's that? Sorry. I've seen a lot of fighters say that they're better fighters just for being in there with Anderson Silva. So, yeah. you know, take that for what it is. Without being knocked out or submitted or not being decision fifty, you know, fifty forty five or anything like that. Like if you went to the, to like the depths with him. I mean, there's, there's good things on the horizon for him. Yeah, but the thing is, though, look at it from Brunson's perspective. He was just coming off of not only his first loss of his career, and I mean, not his career maybe, but the, of the UFC, in, right. uh, and getting knocked out. Let's see how far he dropped, just out of curiosity. He's number nine middleweight now. He didn't drop far. He no. was number eight going in, I think. Him and, oh, and yeah, off this, was, yeah. Seven, yeah. But I'm just it's saying though. So now player. you're now you're coming off of two losses in a row. Um, it it just I I can get why he was so pissed. It didn't unless they haven't you know, updated you, it yet. You, they didn't move you, at all. I mean, <laughs> no. Nah. There's, there's some guys that Brunson you can put them in against uh, to kind of build up the uh, the belief again because it, it's not it, he didn't look lost. But, I mean the the knockout against uh, Whitaker was was bad, but it was entertaining. Lusk and Silva, he was in on it. He just was on the wrong side of, of a close decision. You put him in there against someone else, like uh, another big name that's up and coming, or is uh, is a fixture already. And who knows? I mean, you could see him getting a win and getting back on track easily. No, yeah. looking, I like, I like Brunson. I'm I like looking Brunson forward too. to see him fight again. Like he's not too. going nowhere. Uh, yeah, he's a good young fighter. Really high on Brunson. Yeah, he's a good young fighter. All right, let's keep this moving. Yeah, let's move this, uh, move this train. We're going faster than the fucking main card in, in uh, 208. We're trying. You're slowing it down. I'm <laughs> 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 yeah, doing my job just right. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so in the shining light of the evening, Jacare uh, submits Tim Bosch in the first round via Kimura and picks up performance of the night. Awesome. I love oh, a beautiful. good Kimura. It was a beautiful Kimura. I'm a big fan of that arm lock, man. I've, it was one of the first moves that I'd studied on. Not, I'd never practiced it, but I studied, watched it online. Right. Um, I was watching some uh, stuff with judo and, and uh, jujitsu, and the Kimura just happened. It just uh, by chance, happened to be one of the uh, techniques that I studied and uh, and watched, watched how they would put it on from the bottom, uh, from top position, from side control. How there were so many different ways that you could lock in that oh, yeah. that Kimura arm lock. 
I just thought it was I always thought it was a fantastic move that it's so versatile. You know, yeah, and it's it's a dangerous move, but it's it's the kind of move you could use in pro wrestling. You could fake real easy. Absolutely, Brock did it. Yeah, remember? Well, I mean, do you remember when Brock Lesnar broke Shawn Michaels' exactly. arm? Exactly. Yeah, that's the one I was bringing he up. That arm in the Kimura. <clears throat> yeah, it's mean, a dangerous move. He yeah. used that uh, that Kimura angle with uh, Triple H with with. Sean Michaels with a lot of guys Brock did and the way he put it on he's such a big dude he, it looks real but then he just instead of bringing it up he would just slide it over yeah. so that he would just you know it wouldn't it wouldn't put oh, shit you remember you when know? fucking Frank Mir snapped uh, yeah Nox arm yeah um, man oh arm. man that was nasty almost yeah, as nasty as when he, he snapped he Silva. also did uh, was it Tim Sylvia Tim Sylvia yeah. yeah but he did Tim Sylvia's in an arm bar he did big knocks oh, on Moro yep yeah. Oh, okay. Still, yeah, he, man, he takes arms home with him. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Well, and this was the fight that I, I, mean, I said last week. I could see Tim Bosch just somehow landing that one shot, and the fight's over. Yeah, and he didn't. He but never even had the opportunity. Only, but that was that, his only chance, because, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, Dave even said, like, it's going to get dragged to the ground really mm-hmm. fast. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be it. And the second that Jacare took him down, I just kind of got up, you know, <clears throat> went, That's grabbed, it, baby. got myself an apple, and figured, well, this one's over. Like, I, I knew what was going to happen. Like, just a matter of time. Was it um, Tim Bosch? Yeah, he has that one-punch knockout power. and For sure. And against other strikers, he poses a dangerous risk because other strikers will throw their strike and leave themselves open, and he'll capitalize. Against a yeah. world-class jiu-jitsu fighter that can also swing if he has to, but has extreme power to take you down, hold you down, and pull off a limb, take your neck home with him, whatever the fuck he wants to do, impose his will. A guy like Jacare, fuck that. That one punch oh, knockout power don't mean shit. is the best pure jiu-jitsu fighter in the game right now. There's there's a couple of guys pure, that I would argue. Yeah, maybe would Damian, Damian Maya. Maya. Maybe Damian Maya, but for his size and his weight, I think Jacare yeah. is the best. You know I mean? That's I, why I go Jacare because he's, because he's a heavier fighter. That's why I say that. I well, Damian fought at eighty five for a long time, yeah, man. Yeah. He's down to and seventy he now that he's older. Get the deal done. Now that he's at against, seventy, okay, he's, against he's, Anderson Silva. Never seen Jacare fight Anderson, dude. If Jacare would have, if Jacare would have fought Prime Anderson Silva, he would have got knocked the fuck out. He would have got his face kicked off. Yeah, but that's juiced Anderson Silva. Yeah, but that's a bad motherfucker. Shut up, Ryan. There's a lot of shut up. Hey man, there's a lot of dudes back then that were juiced. He got popped for fucking liquid Cialis. From China. Was it Mexican or Chinese? Chinese. It was Chinese boner pills. He got hit for Chinese boner pills. Liquid is still juice. Shut up, Ryan. You can't have solid juice. Who wants wants the fucking sugar cubes, baby? God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Even so, this fight, there was was not a lot to say because... uh, Quick. Jacare held him down, took him down, held him down, took his arm, and Bosch had nothing to say. With with a minute 17 left, it was over. The shitty thing about this is, though, is this win doesn't get him... Any closer to a title this shot? This one doesn't help him at but all. He, no, but, it doesn't. but he, but he, but he did it to himself at the same time because he came out right after the fight and said, "I don't like. I'm going to keep fighting if I'm not number one." Yeah, he like he's not doing the right thing. He he should be saying, you know, uh, give me your well if Bisping's hurt. Give me GSP if he comes back. Give me whoever, but instead he says, I'm just going to stay active. Well, staying active isn't going to give you that title shot. Yeah, he missed some opportunities there of, of directly calling out people and making those 
fight something that someone putting those planting those seeds in someone's head uh fan wise where they'd want to say oh i'd love to see that i'd buy that one you know he missed some opportunities there mostly because he's fucking been calling for his title shot for well over a year yeah you know, and you know what's and he constantly just got shot down. Just, so fuck it, just take what they're gonna give you. You just mentioned uh, Damian Maya. Like Damian Maya and Jagare have the potential to be dominant champions for a good five years with their abilities, but with W E uh, they don't want to have these boring fights where someone just like quick grapple, quick submission. They don't want that. They want the guys that are going to just knock someone like a kind yeah. of regular fighter. Yeah, they want the and highlight knockouts. Jacare in the long run. They want the, they want the fist fights. The long run. Yeah. yeah. They want that. Uh, they want to bring in that that uh, Fairweather fan, that common for the one that doesn't know anything. Maybe the old the boxing fan. fan the you know, just the one that wants yeah. to watch the, the swing and punches and doesn't understand that the art of jujitsu and the chess game is ten times harder. They don't get it. Fuck no. They don't, a lot of people don't get it. Nope. But you, you either learn to love jujitsu or you just or you just don't get it. Or GTFO. Pretty much. I mean, if you can't appreciate jits, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, Glover Teixeira picks up the decision win over Jared Cannonier, 30-28. Uh, all the way across. 30-26. Oh, 30, 30, yeah, let me pop that up a little bit. Yeah, right sorry. 30-26 at... Just dominant. It, it it was not a great fight. This was another yeah. one that that Anderson uh, refereed and constantly kept uh, standing oh, them yeah, up off the yeah, ground, right. which was just god awful. Yeah, he didn't let. I mean, it's not like he needed it, but he didn't let Glover work at all. No, Glover didn't get any chance to try to work any submissions. It's not like he was just laying on him on the ground. He was working and and. Ground and pounding, and he yeah, just yeah, he was throwing great elbows, great strikes from the bottom. He was working positioning. He was moving from side to guard. I mean, he was he was moving constantly, and they'd stood. And after twenty five seconds of Glover working and hitting shots, he decided, "Oh, let's stand him up." <laughs> Three round fight, and I was Glover like, what had the hell? fourteen and a half minutes of fucking. Control. Yeah, I mean, he, jeez, man. Ugh, this was really boring. It was though. so bad, yeah, and, and you know, it's um, this was this was the fight that had. A lot of potential that you have to wonder how much was really stolen because of the refereeing. Uh, you know, a lot was stolen because uh, because well, not, Jared Cannonier. No, not 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 stolen. But you know, what I mean, like he could have probably to, like, finished him like, on the keep ground. Work, keep working and stuff yeah. like that. Like if they're allowed to yeah. keep going, keep going. Like, do you get the stoppage? Do I know you what you mean. Finish? Do you get anything? Like that? Definitely. But the refereeing again. Like, like he he doesn't step in on late shot, but he will step in when. Guys working, yeah, and uh, that that definitely we could have seen a finish from Glover on the ground. We could have if he would have been allowed to continue on. But a lot of the a lot that had to do with this fight was something I brought up earlier was the fact that Kanan here doesn't train full time, and you're not going to beat a Glover Teixeira by yep. training part time. Oh, there's no ever. way, no ever, never. Teixeira no. is world class, I mean, man. Another thing to me is Glover has never looked the same since he fought John Jones. He has not. That's true. He's been very tentative in a lot of his fights since that. Now he's just trying to feel he's trying to get the win, trying to climb back up to a shot as opposed to the old, like, the Maldonado fight where he just fucking rocked him for 10 minutes. Like, you don't see that Glover anymore. Let's also remember that Glover has a shitload of miles on him. 
He's yeah. been well, fighting he's, for he's like, what, ever. He's, like, he's 38, 39 years old, 37 years old. like Something like yeah, that. He's been around for a long time, and the visa issues kept him out when he would have been champion possibly back in the day and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, got, he's 37. He's got 31 fights. But he, had, he was... Dude, he was 22, 23 and all for until he met John. Yeah. I mean, he was he was on a string of some great fights too though. For sure. You know, he uh he does have a lot of miles though. Oh yeah, man. There's a lot of miles on those tires. A lot of hard sparring. Yeah. Opening fight of the main event and probably the or main event, the main card and probably the only other good fight on the card, probably I would say. I mean, do you guys agree? They got fight of the night for a reason. Definitely, yeah. Did. yeah. It, it was a scrap. It was a Jim Miller fight, and Dustin Poirier he, did a great job. Didn't um, Dana White take away someone's post fight bonus or, or not include someone no, in a post fight bonus? Just he, did, he just didn't. Issue, he gave fight of the night, and then he and then he only issued one performance of the. That's night. what it was. That was Jockery. Yeah, that was Jockery. Yeah. That's that's just another. That's how bad this card was, guys. Yep. It only one performance. Think, yeah, I, I well, can't even remember the last time when, I saw someone I think, get a performance taken away. When Dana's quoted as saying, "The only thing I about this card that I'm really excited about is the plane ride home." Yeah, that's got That's that's a wrap. When like, he says that, that's that's yeah. it. Seriously, I don't even want to talk about the FS1 prelims. Like, oh, I don't think I, I didn't think I, we were gonna. I, I, I hoped not, but I didn't no. know if you guys were if we wanted to touch. on I don't any want to talk. A, a I'm done. Yeah, I mean, Two oh eight. Lens fight though. I mean, um, his positioning against the cage. Shut up, Ryan. Um, the- Shut up, Ryan. <laughs> That's it. I'm, I'm clicking X. That's I'm, over. I'm about, to, I'm about to turn your channel down. The card was a D. I only gave it a D because Jacare looked awesome. That brought it and up I loved F. seeing it. Otherwise, I would have given this card a fucking F. Same. The refing, no, the judging. I, 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 give it a, I give it an F plus. And it gets the plus because of Jacare. I yeah. think it's an F because the rest of the card just... I mean, any time the card could have been good... The referees and the judges found a way the to refs, fuck us over. The judging, the bullshit, everything. I had one shine. There were, Jim Miller and Poirier was a good fight. Very much. And I love watching Jacare, and he put on a great performance and hit one of my favorite techniques. That's why I gave it a D. Otherwise, without those two things, F. And that would have been the first F. This is the first D I've ever given out. That would have been the first yeah, F I've ever given Yeah, the first out. time I've given a D. Anything lower than maybe a C. Uh, all right, so we got a card coming up this weekend. Hey, boys, guess what? Ah, it's in Canada. Woo. Who cares? Not even that. It's a <laughs> fucking Sunday oh. night card. Sunday. Oh, oh, Sunday, Sunday, time. Sunday. It's a Saturday night card in Canada. Oh, you guys do everything fucking half-assed? Well, you know how 45 is halfway to, uh, to 50 yeah. in Canada? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, well, Sunday at nine in America is Saturday night in Canada. Okay, uh, I I yeah. I actually knew that. Yeah, yeah, I read about that. <laughs> Why the fuck are we getting another Sunday night card? I couldn't tell. We you. We just had one. There's no NFL and WMEWIM, whatever they want. They want to get the most ratings they can get. We just fucking had one a couple of weeks ago. Which one was that? The that was BJ and Yair. Yeah, that one didn't do dick. That one was terrible. Is there anything on Saturday night that that would preempt the card? Do you guys Bellator. Know? Bellator. 
And uh, I don't think that would preempt UFC. I just think that I think uh, it would. But, but I think Bellator. No, I, mean, here, I, I wouldn't. If I'm UFC, though, I wouldn't want to go up against no. Fedor. That's why. If yeah. it was any other fight, they would go head to head. But yeah. it's Fedor. Yeah. And that fight was booked before this one was. That's the thing is that uh, they would have. This one probably would have been a Saturday night card if they, Bellator would use their usual Friday night slot. UFC would have taken the Saturday night. Well, they night. jumped on the Saturday night because UFC didn't have anything booked yet. Yeah, exactly. But at least they're smart in the fact that they went with uh, the earlier start. I mean, it's, it doesn't mean much because it is a Sunday card. No, I was actually going to I was gonna actually comment on the fact that they're starting at 9 instead of 10, but still. Even no. still, a Sunday night card should be at the latest. The main card should start at 8, eight. o'clock uh, on the East Coast, 5 uh, in California. Yeah. That should be the latest, uh, that's the absolute latest that it starts. Fucking horse shit. Yeah. Fucking horse shit. Yeah, nine's a little better, but it's still not good enough, boys. Knock your shit off. Yeah, because it's still not going to end before midnight. Uh, in the main event, we got number eight, the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, taking Beast. on Travis Brown. Just announced today that uh, Edmund Tarvidian will not be in the corner of Travis Brown because Edmund can't go to Canada. Yeah, it was uh, a falsely reported on a few sites that Jeff and I seen earlier, uh, at least one, that um, they were still reporting that Travis Brown, that Edmund wouldn't be in his corner because Travis had joined another team. Still false, guys. Mm-hmm. He's, he's still with Edmund. Edmund has charges in America, and Canada doesn't like he criminals. He's, uh, he was a felon, got lucky got to uh, it down, plead yeah. it down, but the the type of identity crime it was, they're not going to let an identity thief in the fucking country. And he's still in, I think he's still in trouble with the IRS. Then he can't have a passport. Right. If you're in trouble with the U.S., you can't leave the U.S. You're already you're already a goddamn Arminian who looks like a crazy motherfucker. They probably are just like, fuck this dude. So, uh... Well, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't see how it's like any difference in... Fight, though. I mean, I it might, that, it might yeah, in a positive way now that Travis having, having Edmonds, yeah, I mean, having Edmund tell you, you mean what, duck, 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 or head not, movement, head I mean, movement, yeah, but instead of that, yeah. instead of that piece of shit, you now have Ricky Lundell and fucking Ray Seffo in your corner. You might, this is a, this is a blessing. That's a absolute blessing. It's a blessing. But Ricky Lundell is a good striking coach. Yeah, definitely. But I still. I still like my boy. Oh, I still I, like I the beast. I do too. I'm still I'm still riding with the beast. Yeah, I'm still riding with the beast, oh, man. If I, he if I he was be with, very surprised that the black beast loses this one. I mean, Travis Brown would have to go back to the the old elbows they used on Barnett that are and uh, and Gonzaga that are now considered illegal. That's the only way I can see him winning those this fight. Right. I got I got beast. I think all day beast. Definitely. KOs now, now, do you guys think that someone actually makes it out of the first, second round? or I think it goes to the second. Second max. Second max. He's going to beat him up in the first round. And he's going to be a wobbly squad in the two. This is where it's, it, I, I, for me, it's going to be the interesting fight for, for Black Beast because he went deep with Roy Nelson. He went deep with the, oh, the Russian Abdullah Kazula guy. Well, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. If he was deep with Travis Brown, it's going to be a bad night for the Black Beast. He ha- he has to figure out a way to end this one to get his striking on point and do it early, or else I think Brown could pull this one off and get uh, and get back on track. I hope these motherfuckers don't go five because neither one of them are going to last past three. 
Oh, there's no way that you get goes. these these two boys into a fifth round. They're going to be having fucking Dada five thousand attacks. Was, wait, was oh, was uh, Roy? That's something I forgot to ask you. What did you guys think in the, in the Anderson Silva uh, Derek? Uh, not, uh, yeah, Brunson fight at the third round when they were they were leaning on each other. Oh yeah, like they were getting tired. I mean, those. I mean, Brunson's not known for great cardio though. No, but I mean, like, I mean, that was kind of like for Silva, who used to go five rounds with He's guys. Forty what? Brutal. Beast for me. And a little heavy. Wait, we're trying to put that one behind us. Yeah, will you stop bringing up UFC two hundred eight? I'm trying to find God. Let it die. What do you want to see? Uh, his record. I want to see if him and Roy. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. He was supposed to go five with with Shamil. Yeah. I just couldn't remember. I knew him and Roy went the distance. I couldn't remember if it was the main event and if they went. Uh, no, that three was or five. the uh, Alvarez uh, RDA fight. That was that fight card. Was it that far back? Wow. Yeah, Roy he went. Uh... Derek Lewis fought on the same card as RDA and that and the Alvarez for lightweight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. went that four with Shamil. Yeah, exactly yeah he was supposed to go five. They headlined that card. That was in Albany. Um, four rounds. Yeah, he went. Yeah, four he went four before he knocked him out. Fourth? Yeah, he was right, getting yeah. his ass kicked for four rounds, and then he then Shamil died, yeah, and he I, knocked I, him I out. I don't. I don't think Travis Brown is going to be the same as. as uh, uh, I'm just going to call him Abdul. I'm just calling that. Yeah. I don't think Travis Brown is going to get tired and get knocked out. I think Travis Brown will get stronger as the fight goes on. He's smarter with his cardio. I hope Derek Lewis learned a lot from his last fight. And he comes out swinging smartly and hits the strikes the right way. Sounds like he did from the interview I listened to him on Unfiltered. I mean, obviously, we got to see it, but it sounds like he said he, he learned a lot about some things during those fights. I'm looking forward to seeing this one. Um, beast across the board? Beast, baby. By knockout. Round two tops. Yeah. I, I, oh, God. I have Beast third, late second, third round knockout. If it goes into the fourth, though, uh, I call my pick void, and I'm taking uh, Travis Brown. <laughs> what the fuck? I just have, I just have no faith in Derek and Derek Lewis going to the fourth round right now. Okay. I mean, he did get stronger in the fourth round there, and that's when he knocked out what's his nuts. So just yeah, throw, just Travis throw. Brown's a different beast. Hey, man. Travis Brown's a guy, a guy Travis... fought for the interim belt. Yeah, but we're not talking about... We're not fucking talking about Travis Brown back when he fought Fabricio for Doom the first time and he was with Jackson Wink. We're talking about Travis Brown that is coming off of some terrible knockout losses to Andre Arlovsky and fucking... Who else did he get knocked out by? Um, Fabricio. He got flying fucking... Sidekicked in the face by Fabrizio Verdum. Yeah, but he, but that was a decision fight though. When he lo- when he broke his finger, he lost that by decision. He should have lost it off the broken finger. Should have. But I mean, my my only thing is that like, Derek Lewis hasn't fought a guy into the fifth round or fourth round. Like if he had fought Roy Nelson to the fourth round, we're not talking about Derek Lewis undefeated in UFC. You can't say that though. You know what I mean, like. You can't say that. I don't know. I just, I mean, but we're but especially in that Roy Nelson. Nelson. He looked. He looked good in the Roy. Let me. Let me point out to you, sir. He looked good in that Roy Nelson fight in comparison to the fight that he had against uh, uh, the last fight. I don't even want to try to pronounce his name either. 
So yeah. he, but but his cardio looked but way better against. But that's fair. But I mean, you're gonna try and tell me that. I mean, he's looked pretty bad. Uh, in, um, since switching away from Jackson Wink, but he's he looked terrible. Edmund in his corner. If he doesn't have Edmund in his corner. His skills aren't gone. His skills are still there. Now his skills have diminished since he went to Glendale. It's maybe not this, even... Maybe this guy is going to be the guy that tell. Edmund... Maybe this guy is the guy that says, hey, go with the, you know, you know, leg kick, leg kick instead of, you know, head movement. Maybe he's... What, well, okay, but you're using, you're shot. using Edmund's advice to Ronda to... Edmund isn't a pro- Edmund, Edmund in general. right? But saying, let, saying, let me make my fucking point. I'm saying Edmund in general. Ryan, let Edmund me make my fucking general. point. God damn! No, you're gonna prove me wrong. Jesus Christ! Will you shut the fuck up and let me make my fucking point? <laughs> Edmund being in the corner doesn't affect the training that Edmund already has had on him over the last eight weeks or two years, or whatever you want to call it. His skills have right. completely diminished since he went there. Yes, I think it's a great thing that Edmund isn't going to be in his corner because Ray Setfo and Ricky Lindell aren't stupid. But the problem is, is that this whatever the fuck they have done to him in Glendale is already instilled into his head, and it's just what is going to happen in the fight. He hasn't yet just automatically gone, oh, yeah, I used to be a way better fighter in this when he's gotten hit in the face by people. Fair. He just yeah, No, 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 that, that is very fair. That's very fair. You know, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think it's a great thing that Edmund's not going to be there. But at this point, especially this point going into this fight in particular, it's already too little too late. I think I, for me, I think the biggest thing is my fear is that I want Derek Lewis to win so bad because of like uh, you know like when we saw uh, Francis Ngano, um, well a month or so ago against Olavsi. Like I want these guys to start winning, but it is such a jump in competition. Oh, I, I, yeah. I think that's. I think that my biggest fear is seeing Derek Lewis in the fourth round against a guy like. Brown. I think that's where my fear comes from. I'm with you, man. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that front. I mean, me yeah. and Dave have been the biggest fucking Black Beast yeah. fans well, you, you coming out. To him. Yeah, and you have to be able to go into those rounds with a guy like Travis, or you're not going to be able to excel in this I mean, division, right? I want to I want to come on here next week and like I I want you guys to like cook the crow up real nice, little <laughs> red wine, serve it to me, and make me eat it. So bad, but I'm just so nervous to see Derek Lewis go deep against Travis. It'll well, be dangerous, but hopefully we don't have to, fear. and we won't have to yeah. worry about it. And you can have. I mean, I want Travis Brown's beard to get hit so hard in Halifax that it fucking lands in the Bay of Fundy. Who's the? Where's the? Where? <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! What's uh? There was a, a, a state or a. somewhere that made them shave their beards. Where was that? That was in Toronto. They did that. For two hundred six to um, yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, Valhalla. So is that just a Toronto deal, or is this a fucking Canada deal? I Canada a, I deal. It was an Ontario. Uh, the Ontario. Travis's commission. beard's not that long though. Okay, he just got a big stupid that's face. How, that's probably how come Roy Nelson doesn't fight in Toronto. Ever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, none of those guys' beards are very long, so they don't and have to the, worry I mean, about it. His beard was nothing in comparison to half the things you see, or there half the things you see. Sorry. Yeah. In the uh, in the co-main event, we've got uh, Johnny Hendricks making his debut at 185 pounds with an extremely tough test in Hector Lombard. Uh, I'm very anxious and, and interested to see what 
the 185 pound Johnny looks like because I, I was talking to you guys about this before the show and, and we have trashed on Johnny for how bad he looks lately in his performances and things like that. But how much really can you attribute that to that weight, that horrible hard weight cut that he has? He, you know, well, he, I mean, his skills, his skills have definitely diminished from that. Thing. Sorry. Oh no, no, no! I was just saying it definitely diminishes his skills, and it, and it's entirely his own fault. His diet is goddamn terrible, and and whatever. Well, I mean, and you walk around. I mean, I've never had to cut weight, so I don't know necessarily what it's like. But to me, if you're walking around at two twenty five, two thirty, and you're cutting down to one seventy, cutting down from two twenty five. 230 to 185 it's not that much of a difference i don't I know, think i understand i don't think I he walked around that he, i don't think he walks around that heavy no, though he was he was when he fought um lawler when he missed weight against lawler and he had they had that extra hour to lose that last extra pound or two he was at one he was at uh, 222 at weight uh, at the training camp so I mean, like I, I mean, fifteen pounds is a huge amount of difference to lose, but it's still like, it's still the idea of cutting down from the two twenty to one eighty five mark is still like, like I hope he's walking around at two hundred and losing fifteen pounds. That's where I would say. I think that's where he's. A, yeah, that's yeah, what I he said. That's what's he's around. Now. Yeah. He's around like I think he said he started. A little over two hundred. Right, it was two or two or two. And then he said, uh, "The beginning of this week, when he was on unfiltered, he was like uh, a little less than like ten pounds over." Yeah, Johnny bought a one of those eighteen hundred dollar UFC scales, and he carries it everywhere with him. Good. One of those official weighing scales. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we have them at the midwife clinic. You get them for free. <laughs> you just have to walk into the local clinic. Yeah, yes, that's what he said. I mean, he said someone was fucking with it. Um, oh yeah. He, he usually he takes with him to his camp, and he puts it in his and it's locked in uh, one of the rooms so that no one else can get to it. Because uh, there was one time when he brought it to his, he brings it everywhere with him. To him. he's really taking this weight thing seriously. Okay, all right. And, so uh, hold on, shut up. Hold I on. Shut up, not done. Picturing hardcore Holly oh back God. in the early 2000s in WWE walking around with the scale? Yes, no, shut up. Um, so <laughs> some dude was apparently fucking with it. They were getting on it, weighing themselves, and Johnny went batshit on them and, like, threatened to whip their ass or something. He just he went absolutely crazy. So now he takes the scale in with them, hides it in the fucking trainer's office, and he, that's how seriously he's taking his weight now. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know if it's a sign of anything that's better or not. But apparently he's really on the fucking on the weight deal. I don't know if that's that. I mean, it sounds well, like he's taking the right well, steps. For, for mentally, if it makes him feel better, I mean that's big for the game plan. That's a, yeah, it is. It really is. But who knows? Maybe it doesn't mean anything. Maybe it does. It's just uh, um, I still don't like his chances. Bottom line, I don't like his chances against Hector Lombard. God. He ha- he has to get that he has to get that wrestling game plan for me. Like he has to go back to his roots. And I've said this before, or when he wrestles really well, he always performs better. When he relies on his knockout punch, 
it's always a coin toss. I'm gonna pick Johnny, man. I'm gonna do it. I, I Hector has not looked go, good I'm since go Johnny too. Hector's been knocked out twice since he got popped by USADA. He hasn't won a fight since 2014. Uh, I think a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, a little more healthier Johnny Hendricks is a little too much for Hector Lombard. And, you know, actually, um, you know what? No, you know I'm, I'm gonna go Hector, because Hector fucking beat the crap out of Dan Harrison that first round, but couldn't get the finish. I'm gonna think Hector uh, second round TK. Got know. knocked out by Neil Magny. I don't. Um... Just remember that. I'm not picking Hector because I believe in Hector's ability. I'm picking Hector because I think so lowly of Johnny Hendricks these days. He's got to come back and prove to me that he's the fighter he was before I'm going to pick give him, him confidently. I'm going to give him a shot that's at 185, man. Point. That's a great point, Dave. It's, it's a phenomenal point. Trust me, but I'm 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 just going to take a flight with him on Go this for one. It. I think that Johnny uh, – uh, um, Right next week, it'll be fun. To your point, to your point, Jeff um, – if Johnny Hendricks can get back to that wrestling base, he could he could really own 185. Yeah, I think I think if Johnny actually you know can get himself back to where he was, he can do very well at 185. But it's that big if I I don't know, man. He convinced me listening to him talk. It usually bites me in the fucking ass, but I'll I'll take a ride with him, man. I've been watching Johnny for a long time. So, so I walked through the room to get some fresh air. Uh, just when you guys were introducing this fight, I said to Kara, there's a little bit of a weird taste in the air. I came back in here. She just opened up the door, and she looked at me. She goes, open a window or get out of this room right now. So there's a good chance that uh, I might not be around next week, boys. Jesus. God damn it, Ryan. Man. Get, get your shit together. Oh, I, don't, it's, I don't know. It's funny. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. I might be dead next week, you guys. Ha ha. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a little bit of moldness. Best has never heard it. Nah. No, not, a, not anybody. They used to eat that shit for breakfast in the 40s. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, next fight, we've got uh, Sam Cecilia taking on a newcomer, Gavin Tucker. I don't know if this was a replacement thing. I know the McMahon opponent is a replacement for Liz Carmouche. Plus, Gavin Tucker's a home yeah, he's uh, from, Halifax he's from boy. Newfoundland. So, I don't know anything about him. Newfoundland, Newfoundland, whatever. Newfoundland. Well, there's no I, so it's not Newfoundland. You motherfuckers pronounce Patrick Roy wah. Fuck off. No. I, I think it's Newfoundland, right? Quebec, they say it, so the rest of Canada respects the French. Listen, you guys say Ryan fuck Benoit, you. even though it's Benoit. We don't respect the French. That's oh. fuck you, first of all. <laughs> fuck. Who the fuck is that guy? This fucking mold has got you on one this week, sir. You are on some fucking bullshit, and I don't like your attitude. <laughs> 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 so we don't know anything about I don't anything about these cats dude I've seen Sam Cecilia's what was his last fight I know you just brought it up but I didn't yeah. get to read it because I was listening to dumbass distract me uh, he's coming off of two losses to Gil, Gabriel Benitez and Duho Choi uh, before that he had won a couple in a row 
Eh, Sam Sosay is just kind of one of those middle-of-the-road fighters. He never stands out. He doesn't streak. No. He wins two, loses two, wins one, loses one. He's one of those journeymen where you you got to come in and you got to start off with him. And that's kind of what we're doing. This is Gavin Tucker's very first fight in the UFC. Um, coined the Newfoundland Terror, he's 9-0 and um, as a professional. Um, kind of split down the middle, 44 sub, 44 KO, 11 decisions. So we'll get to see what's uh, what's good with him. Otherwise, I don't, there's not really much I can say about this fight. No. Oh, sorry. I was looking up something else about so, this. Yeah, I got you guys still? Yeah, you're still here. What's you're your here, pick? Uh, sorry? What's, what is your, uh, what's your pick for... I'm going with the, uh, with, I'm going with Tucker only because I can't trust Cecilia. Going back to his days on Open Fighter, I mean, he started off the show with a great knockout, and on the show he was meh. And then the UFC, you see him put on great performances, and then he's meh. Like, you, you just know, you don't know what you're going to see. So, I mean, going with a newcomer that you have no idea what to expect, it's... it's Again, another coin toss to me, but I'm just going to go with the fact that I don't know what to expect from Tucker, whereas Cecilia could underperform terribly, or he he had like a 10 second knockout. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't like Cecilia. Uh, I'll never pro- I probably never pick him to win a fight uh, just because of the way he fights. And uh, this Tucker kid's coming in with a good record. He's a young kid. Um, uh, he he seems to finish. He's uh, just about thirty, I think. I think he's about okay. thirty. But he's young in the MMA game. He's nine and zero. Oh, you know, yeah, he's. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know anything about him, but I, I like the fact that it's youth coming in with an with an undefeated record as professional, and also I'm going to take him just on that basis. I'm going to go with Sam Sayan, UFC jitters, veteran, veteran, especially. Well, I mean, first yeah. for Tucker, first fight in the UFC, first, and you're fighting at home. That's yeah. a lot of extra pressure. We saw what it did to Cowboy. He's yeah. not fighting at home. Halifax is in Nova Scotia, not Newfoundland. Oh my God. He's from. Hold on, I'll tell you. Well, if he's in Newfoundland here, he should be from Newfoundland. Uh, he's from St. Anthony, Newfoundland. Fights out of Fights Hal- out of Halifax. So. Fights out of. Oh. Oh. Mr. Mr. Semantics over there just got his fucking just got his comeuppance. Anyway, if you're gonna be wrong, you'd be wrong wrong all the way, baby. (laughs) If you're gonna be wrong, you might as well be an asshole about it. That's why when I'm right, I brag. Come on, I have Canadian geography down pat. We didn't say he lived there. We said he was fighting from there. No, you didn't say fighting. You said from. Oh my God, I fucking hate you today, Theodoro. Anyway, moving on. Elias Theodoro is <laughs> taking on Caesar Ferreira. I don't really know shit about Caesar Ferreira. Well, I know Theodoro's got a, a pretty good run at eighty-five so far, and probably the best hair in MMA. Without, doesn't he have a sponsorship for that hair? I think he does. I think he might. Does he really? I'm gonna look that up. It, well, if it's not Reebok, he can't be paid for it. Uh, that's not true. He just oh, can't. Come on. He just can't I, be fucking. Oh no! You want to be Mister Point of show. Fucking Order? I mean, I might as well be Point of Order on you, right? 
I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna fucking play semantics here, <laughs> he can be sponsored by anybody. I he just can't. By, I hope he's sponsored by Head and Shoulders. Oh no! Per plus. Nope, it was someone else. Okay. Oh. It was so. It was. It might have been a fighter. I seen someone with a something with their hair. It might have been a football player. I don't know. I don't. Uh, can you bring oh, up Caesar Ferrer's record for my Head and Shoulders? Has he still got that? He's still doing that shoulders, uh, you know. After he retired, the commercials died off. Uh, I'm just trying. There we go. Okay, I'm just trying to see what his record is in the UFC. He is on a three-fight win streak. Uh, Who's this? Uh, Cesar Ferreira. Cesar Ferreira. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he Tiedoro. beat. Uh, no, uh, Cesar Ferreira. He's beaten. Oh, okay. uh, Bongaboose, um, Anthony Smith, and Jack Hermanson. Took uh, a couple losses. Took to a Jorge. couple losses. Yeah, to Jorge Masvidal and uh, and Sam Elvey. And then C.B. Dalloway back in 2014. Oh, wow. He's hmm. been around since Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's been around a few years, five I years. That, I want to say that I've seen him fight, but I can't picture any of his fights. Yeah, it's... I can't either. He kind of looks know. like a, a Brazilian Dominic Cruz. In a, in a, a little sense, heavier, but, but yeah. yeah, a little more muscular. But Same, like, obviously, he's 185 pounds, right, 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 50 pounds heavier. You just kind of look at him the, in the face and the hair. It kind of yeah. looks like Dominic Cruz. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Elias. I don't even know. Yeah, at this point, it's again Elias. Uh. Second fight of the main card, Sarah McMahon was originally supposed to take on uh, Liz Carmouche. She pulled out a few weeks back. Stepping in for her is uh, Gina Mazzani. Uh, Mazzani is 4-0. Um, she actually was a competitor, or tried, was eliminated from the Ultimate Fighter in the, uh, the, the fights to get into the house. She was beaten by Juliana Pena. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, a little, bit of news. little fun fact oh, for cool. you. Yeah. Um, Jesus, brother. But uh, you got to go with McMahon. Sarah here. McMahon's a veteran, dude. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mazzani has fought in AFC, whatever the hell that is, TFC, Rumble on the Range, and AFC once again. Uh, nobody really of note. Uh, Violeta Rodriguez, Jackie I can't even pronounce that last Probably name. Nobody, will even, nobody we even know. Yeah. Nobody we know. But she has uh, two knockouts, one decision, and one submission. So just little no, things. I'm going to take Lizzie. Who? Liz, you say it was Lizzie? Mazzani. 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 Whatever. M A Z A N Y. Mazzani. Mazzani. There you go. Okay. The unknown. So, I, I can't. You guys are all crackly tonight. We're having some sound issues over here with a couple things, so we're gonna have to work that oh, out yeah. before well, next uh, week. I'm, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna go with the unknown McMahon. Going over some of her last fight, uh, not last fights, but going over watching her uh, fight against. I mean, upper echelon fighters like uh, like Tate Nunez. I'm gonna say that maybe the wear and tear of being a big time wrestler has hurt her body over the years and so then we go with an upset for once i like the veteran here yeah, i like the veteran against the unknown um in this case just because sarah mcmahon has had those fights with those 
big name people what win or lose. She's got the experience. The plus fight. Do you guys know? Hold on. It's been a while. I think if I remember right. I can't. I think this it. is her return so fight. Like oh no, no, no! She fought in December. She beat Alexis. She beat Alexis Davis in December of 2016, and she beat. Uh, Evil Eye. She, yeah, she fought Jessica Eye all the way back in May of 2016. She had two fights last year and won them oh, both. Okay. So, so yeah. back-to-back wins? Yep. Yep. She, Off back-to-back yeah, losses. But... All right. I'm going to take McMahon. Same. Opening fight of the main card, Paul Felder is taking on Alessandro Ricci. I don't really know anything Again, about Again, I just have to take Felder only because I know what he's doing. Yeah. I know what he's about. He's yeah. a tough, tough dude. Yeah, I like Felder in this one. Only fight on the prelims I want to talk about is Asparza and Marcos. There's only one worth it, man. It really is. Plus, I have a thing for random Oh, Marcos. Jeff's other girlfriend. Aside from Pena, Jeff is a big Asparza fan. I actually <laughs> like Carla Asparza. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. Sure. But I, I if, if I had a girlfriend in the fight, it would be Randa Marcos, man. I think she's kind of sexy. Girl from Windsor, Ontario, by way of Iran. Yes. Close. Um, did you guys see the whole little dust-up about Randa not being able... Or no, I'm sorry. Carla not being able to use her... She's, for her entire career has walked out to Harvester of Sorrow. Mm-hmm. And she... She can't use it. Harvester of Sorrow by uh, Metallica. Metallica's on. Oh, I I saw the the headline, but I didn't know. I didn't yeah, read she. It, so I didn't see what fighter it was. She got informed the other day by the UFC that she can't use it because they didn't get the rights. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, here, that's too bad. Here's what I found out. Do you remember when? Um, oh, oh, fuck! What's his name? He beat Sam Punk. Mickey Gall. Um, I forget yeah. his name. The old Mickey or so funny. Yeah, Mickey Gall. And, and the whole thing with the uh, can't use that song, whatever. Apparently, the big thing was uh, uh, the Fertitta brothers were huge into music, and they made sure that every fighter got the music that they wanted. Yeah, well, Dana and didn't. Since it, Dana didn't since want the, to use it. You no, know, Dana didn't want to use it, but the Fertitta said, you know, he's going to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so ever since the Fertitas have sold the company, fighters have been, like, had their music turned down all the time now. Like, WME is not pursuing uh, the rights to music now for certain for, for fighters for certain songs. It really sucks because it really sets the tone for the fighter. The walkout music is the, uh, it's, it's part of them now. It becomes important to them. You know, it's it's a ritual, it's a superstition. If they don't win, if they don't have everything the same, they might not win this yeah. fight. You know, fighters and athletes get superstitious about things like that. Um, yeah, I know, no, uh, yeah, for sure. I know pro wrestlers who will not go to an indie event, will not come out even to a signing or this or that if they don't play their music for them to come out to. Yeah, um, it's just it's an important important thing for them. For her not to have Harvester of Sorrows is, is that's just way too bad for her. That really sucks. First fight of her career, man. It really, really sucks. And really, what is it like to a company that's that just spent four billion dollars? They couldn't shell out a couple thousand. For Metallica, I'm sure. It's, I mean, even still, um, even if it is a few more, Metallica is. Um, they they should. 
If it was, if this was Connor, if this was Connor and he, he wanted a song that cost them a hundred thousand dollars, they'd fucking buy it. Oh, absolutely. Well, didn't they, they spend like a million dollars to promote his just his, his thirty second promos for fuck's sakes? What the shit just happened? What was that? You still have me there? Yeah, yeah. we lost it for a sec, but we're good. Um, and when oh, okay. it comes down to this fight, uh, um. This is Carla's first fight in quite a while. She hasn't. Was this her first fight since the, not the loss to Ginger Jarchek? She had one more, didn't she? She yeah, she beat Juliana Lima last April. Okay, so so it's almost been a year since she's fought Marcos. So two two fights in two years. Yeah, basically. Marcos is coming mm. off of. I think she's coming off of a loss. Can you click on Rana for me, Dave? Yep, coming off a loss to Courtney Casey by submission. Yeah, I was at Edwards for that one. I remember that one now. Yeah, that was Stone Hands or Iron Cast or something like that. Cast Iron. Cast Iron, there we go. Yeah, this was back at uh, UFC 202. Um, but. I mean, and, and Courtney Casey's a good fighter. Her only other loss recently was to uh, Kovalevich. That was back in 2015. I'm, I'm going to pick Marcos here. This actually, this is a yeah. really tough fight because both of them have really good wrestling. Carlos Spars is a very good I'm wrestler. Gonna go with, I'm only taking Marcos only because of the inactivity. Uh, of Esparza. I'm going to go with Marcos because she's back training at TriStar, too. She was over training with the Michigan top team well, for a I mean, little while. It hurts me to take Marcos because she fights from Windsor originally. Why do you hate Windsor so much? Well, because I don't like crack. <laughs> don't like Detroit, then. <laughs> no, I... Windsor, to me, like... <clears throat> Uh, just a quick throw out. When we moved to Windsor, it never felt like home to me. So I always felt like the outcast. I never liked it there. So Windsor, to me, was always a negative in my life. Okay. How long did you live in Windsor so, for? Oh, what's that? How long were you in Windsor for? I was in Windsor for... 18 years. Jesus. Goddamn. Yeah. And that yeah, was... It was just, to me, it was just like... I uh, yeah, I mean I I grew, I grew into what I am now, and I met the wife that you know that I love and and all that. But the city itself just seemed to always hold me back to what it could always potentially be. Holy shit! I'm taking Asparza. I'm taking Asparza in this one because uh, I don't know. I've been sitting here trying to contemplate why I want to pick her. And I can't nail it. I just want to. Yo, um, since we're done with this fight card anyway. God, yes, please. Uh, Filthy got slapped with a two-year ban for his uh, drug test. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. man. So he was proven positive. Yeah. I'm reading. Oh, oh he no. got slapped with two for that? Was this what his first? Was that one? Uh, it doesn't. Hang on, I'm trying to find it. Does... Um, he got an email 
uh, from USADA saying that uh, it was that the final paperwork, so I'll probably be suspended for two years soon, retroactive to November or October. Wow. Was this That's his first defense? Yeah. Two yeah. years for his first defense? Jesus, isn't that excessive for a first? It, I, thought, I thought, wasn't it two five life? Uh, no, there's a four year in there somewhere. Oh, uh, maybe it's two four. Maybe it's life. two four then. Wow. Wow, that's insane. Jeez, that sucks, dude. Yeah, man. I um, mean, and so, I mean, you're looking at, at Filthy probably not making his way back then. No, he's point. pro. He's got to pro wrestling now. Yeah. Um, other or, he, or when he's done Bellator. I think he's going to try to jump to pro wrestling. He already is. He signed oh. with, uh, who did I see? It was just this week. He signed, hold on, let me bring up his Twitter page. He signed a contract with some indie. He's gonna make a oh, great pro wrestler. For him. He loves the he loves pro wrestling. So uh, why not? Oh, he's yeah. oh he's fighting for future stars of wrestling out in Vegas. Excellent. That's oh, a great sweet. spot for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out. He's out there working for future stars of wrestling. He can stay in Vegas that way. Yeah, he lives in Vegas you know, anyway. Um, yeah, he's him. got a, he's got a family and stuff. So. Wow, two years though, eh? Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, that sucks. Well, you know what? You don't want to get banned, don't Fuck cheat. Musada. Well, you don't want to get suspended, then no fucking cheat. Pretty simple. That's so surprising. Though. Pay attention to what you put in your body, I guess. Even if it wasn't a cheat, if it was an accident, still your fucking fault. Watch what you put in your body. Yep. Yeah. So let's uh, let's yeah, jump in and jump into this real quick. Yeah, let's touch on this one. Uh, Bellator has a pretty big card coming up this weekend. They're going to is this a heavyweight championship fight? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no, the heavyweight title no, still. No, they no, don't no, have no, one. That's why I figured they yeah. would just make this fight a fucking title. I thought fight. they were gonna too, but they ended. I, I maybe read something that they should have or were going to, but they, this is not. Well, they're they still can't because Fader is gonna test positive afterwards, and they'll have to strip him. They don't, I don't know what they're going to do Fedor's with the title. Fedor's never tested positive before. What? What's that? Maybe just because he's old? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, Mitri and Fedor are going to go at it. Uh, oh, man. Oof. Coming off of watching... I feel so bad for Fedor. I do, too, fight. man. Watching his performance against Fabio, Fabiano Maldonado. Uh, or Fabio Maldonado, I mean. Yeah. Matt Mitrione is going to fuck him up. Unless I mean, he pulls some of that Mitrione old fader magic. Mitrione has uh, like, like 10 first round KOs, and um, fucking Fedor was knocked out twice in the first round in his last fight. Like, those numbers alone scare me for Fedor. Yeah, I mean, understandably so. Uh, I'm picking Mitrione. Um, I think his power in youth is just too much for Fader at this point in his career. Dave? Until he's done, I will not pick against Fedor. It's hard for me to pick against Fedor yeah. because I love Fedor. Yeah, I, I, I can't. This is a step up in competition compared to what he's been fighting recently. Agreed, and he's he's given up 30 pounds, and he's given up, up reach. You know, 10 years, and he's given up... Uh, you know, a lot less wear on the chin, but until the man is done, I cannot pick against Fedor. Okay. I just, I can't. 
So me and me and Ryan are going with Mitrione. Yeah, yeah. I, was say, I was about to say, well, Dave, here's the news. He's done. He might but, be. Uh, if this is his last one, then this is the last time I'll be wrong. We don't really need to talk him. about any of the other fights, yeah, but let's like at least touch on him a little bit, just like comb through the rest of the card. Sorry? Uh, I, was, I was talking to Dave. Um, oh, I was going to say, do you guys think that he could make it into UFC if he loses here and Beltor says no go? Do you think UFC just throws something stupid together for no. versus whoever? Or do you think that that ship is so far gone? I so think that gone. ship has sailed. If yeah. they had Brock, maybe still. Maybe, because that fight could sell a shit ton of pay-per-view. You don't pay-per-view. think like John Jones versus Fedor? No. Not anymore. Not anymore. You don't think I could say? I, I don't know. I feel like w, WME, like like we've talked about in the past, like how they're so pay-per-view hungry. Still. Well, if um, if he loses like you guys think he is, his, his stock isn't going to be worth anything exactly. because he lost to a dude that just left the UFC. Right, that they cast fair. out. Yeah, very fair, very fair. It, it was a little different when he got beat by Hendo and, and Fabricio and stuff like that because those guys, even, even Hendo at that time was... Still fucking a wrecking machine. Bigfoot, too. Yeah. Well, Bigfoot was on the juice. It was a massive Bigfoot, man. All of his losses were the guys on the juice. Pretty much, yeah. Fabricio, not so much. Well, he was Brazilian. Did Fabricio? No, I don't think he ever got popped. No, I I don't don't think he ever got popped. I don't doubt Brazilians anymore. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. Um so yeah, we'll just we'll just we don't yeah, even need yeah. to really go deep in it, but we'll just no, talk about no. him. But uh, Josh Koscheck's finally making his debut uh, for Bellator, taking on uh, Mauricio Alonso. Um, Let's talk about this one uh, and then the next one. Oh yeah, Chuck Congo is also taking on uh, Ole Thompson, and Josh Thompson is taking on the other pit bull, Patricky, who is the brother of Patricio, the 145 former uh, champion. For Bellator, it's really not a bad card at all. There's also no, it's a, a great fight. card. It was a decent bantamweight fight, if I remember right. Oh yeah, Brooke Mayo Flyweight. and uh, oh Flyweight, yeah, Brooke Mayo and uh, Vita Artiga. Oh, this is no, that's not till later. Yeah, they got Bellator's got their featherweight championship fight coming up soon too. Okay. I mean, I'm going to be watching this one um, partially because it's a Saturday night and it's my UFC night, and there's no UFC on Saturday night, so I'll be in Detroit. Playing, run, run the jewels. No, I'm going oh. to see run the jewels. I'm going to hip hop church. Okay, nice. Yeah, I'm gonna get I know a little... how much you dig those guys. Oh, dude, and their shows are fucking. They're was, so good. They were your very first intro, wasn't it? So good. I yep. gotta start listening to some more run the jewels or listening to some run the jewels. I've been wanting get to on it, son. To, uh, ever since you've been talking with them and hearing them here and there a little bit, but not enough. I want to start getting into them a little bit more. I hadn't realized how long they'd really been doing things. So I thought they were like. This year, last year, I mean, no, something really, really new. I mean, they're still within their first five years because they put out one and two came out like a year apart from each other. They put one out toured for a year, dropped two like a couple months after they got off tour. That was in twelve, wasn't it? One came out in twelve, I believe. Two was yeah. in thirteen. There's the one song that I that I went back something to when like I was just looking when I was just going down the YouTube uh, hunt for music one night when I couldn't sleep. I seen a song from them that ended up showing up on the on the side when I was going through something else and watching something else, and I clicked on it and it was quite a popular song, a great a lot of views, um, but it was from like 
I think it was posted in mid-2012. Yeah. Um, that was a good song. I don't remember what it was, but I don't listen to a lot of them either. Yeah, they um, came but... out. Run the Jewels 1 came out at the, be- or the, like, the beginning of the summer. Of, I don't want to say 2012. Yeah, and I think it was posted. I think it was in August 2012 when the song yeah, was posted. That was around right around the time when things were popping off. It was good. I don't listen to enough of them. Yeah, uh, when I do, I really enjoy phenomenal. what they do. They're phenomenal. And I am fucking critical of my hip-hop because if it doesn't fall into a certain... Just a, a certain area of hip hop. I don't, uh, I don't stray too far from my roots. And they, they could, they could have lasted back in the day. Oh, they're, for sure. they're that kind of group where they could have gotten down with the boys that got down in the nineties, and they could have survived in that genre. That's how good they are. They're, uh, they're a throwback. I've said for a long time that they are the best thing that's happened to hip hop in a very, very long time. Like, as far as good, quality, consistent, fucking true hip-hop and not this watered-down pop bullshit. So, yeah, I'm excited. I was just, I was just excited. to care the other day. We were at the, uh, we were at the mall walking through, and I saw they had the Run the Jewel. They, said they have a new album out right now. Yep, yep. It came out uh, Christmas. Or, no, I'm sorry, in January. Yeah. They so dropped they, it on Christmas. They had a big poster, so I pointed it out, and I said to Kara, like, oh, shit, Run the Jewels. And she goes, what's that? I said, oh, no, they've just been... Like talking with them nonstop and wanting to get into them, who's just goes, who are they? I'm like, honestly, I have no clue. But <laughs> I've listened to because of him. Yeah, I mean, I, it's I, really good. Like, I, I right. really, it sounds really awesome, but I just haven't had the chance to really sit down and go like album, like front song to to end mm-hmm. song, just listen to the whole thing. I've never had the chance to. Yeah, yeah get yourself the opportunity to do. It. I mean, I, I love the group so much. I got their fucking logo tattooed on the inside of my arm. So. Yeah, they're awesome, oh, man. Check them yeah, out on dude, YouTube. I, got, I did that for my birthday. I treated myself to a birthday tattoo, and my artist was cool enough to do it for free. Who did your work? Jimmy. Griswold? Griswold? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I stopped in there that morning when they opened and was like, hey, man, can you got time to do a birthday tattoo for me? And he's like, nice. yeah, he, he created an hour just for me. So we did like the outline of the Run the Jewels logo real quick, and I went to pay him, and he was like, Fuck hey, off, happy, free. Yeah, he was like, happy birthday. I was like, all right, there's a fat tip for you. There's the man. See ya. Jimmy's a good guy. Yeah, Jimmy's a great guy. He does great work. So let's get some uh, some news, maybe. Yeah, we've got uh, about 20 minutes, and we're at two. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, George St. Pierre, apparently, in the UFC, have agreed to come to terms for a new contract. Ooh. So we'll probably be seeing George here by summer. As he's not, uh, as dude, you guys were uh, saying... Um, and I, I think it's Ryan's really butthurt about this. Like, he's even more butthurt than when the Packers lost to the Falcons. Yeah, he doesn't want to see his well, boy back. So when the Packers lost, is actually had the Falcons winning. Why were? Why are you okay? I, I, I get it, but why are you so upset about him coming back? Like you just don't think that there's just, any winnable just, fights. Just, uh, the way that he went out, getting was, his ass kicked. Know, he, well, eating as much damage as he had. Which was a lot. Career. He did take a lot at the end. By the end yeah. yeah, like he ate more punches in his last three fights than he had done in his entire career combined. I don't even see him come back and take on guys like Woodley and Lawler and Wonderboy. And if he was to 185, fighting guys like Maya and Souza and Bisping and Rockhold and Romero, like there are guys that he could beat some of these guys and maybe make a nice payday. He doesn't need the payday. And he's just going to get himself hurt and put himself put himself into a position where he risks 
losing the legacy that he has set right now. What if he comes back on a resurgence, like, though? I mean, I I mean, he could he could come back like Guillermo Arriaga is doing right now, but I think he's gonna be more like um, uh, he's probably gonna be more like Willie Mays playing for the Mets. Yager came back. Oh yeah, Yager's still playing, man. Jesus oh, Christ, man, dude! He just became the second player to nineteen hundred points last night. Yeah, wow, man. I haven't kept up uh, outside of the the wings at all. Oh, dude! I yeah. just had, and I, I haven't really kept up with no, the wings. I just been no. watching box scores. Yager never left. Yeah, the mullet, the mullet goes strong, wow. brother. That's... I fucking loved Yarmir Yager when, he, when it was the Penguins when he came out and at uh, and when Mario Lemieux came back from Hodgkinson's disease. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. those two were were together, and, and Lemieux had that that one year, and he, oh my god, that was such exciting Remember back fucking. Ninety seven when it was Francis Lemieux and Yager. Yes, Ooh, yes, wee. that was the no, that was great. And I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not um, a Penguins fan, but it was a lot of fun watching that team play. I liked the Penguins growing up because the Muskegon Lumberjacks, when they were an IHL team back in the eighties and nineties, right. was the farm club for yes. For Pittsburgh, so a lot of players. There's a lot of Pittsburgh fans in Muskegon simply because Because of of that fact. I was until I was a Pittsburgh fan until Sidney Crosby, but yeah, I I I loved the Penguins as a little kid. I mean, obviously, I loved my Wings, but because a lot of players that I knew. I mean, I still have I have this Lumberjacks jersey from like '88 or '89, and it's a it's a Jimmy Pake jersey, and Jimmy ended up playing both the Stanley Cup teams that the Penguins had back-to-back in 1991 or 91-92, whatever it was. But, uh, yeah, Jimmy was with them, so, like, that was my favorite player for the Lumberjacks and shit. Awesome. Yeah, dude, I still have that jersey. I wear it. I just wore it last Saturday on my show. But, yeah, GSP is definitely being more Willie Mays than anything else. I just, I just don't have the you faith don't know in that. I just do not have the faith in, in his ability. I think Wait a minute. A lot of the guys... Hold yeah. on a second. You were fucking balls out stoked about this a few months ago when he was talking about coming back. I was always for him coming back because I love watching him fight. But I'm, I, but now that it's a reality, you don't want I knew, it. I, I always knew it wasn't going to happen. You're, you're like that. I know it's going to happen. What? Um, uh, again. Why... Why eighty five and not seventy? I don't. I think the weight age. cuts too much. Age and weight. I mean, it makes sense. He was he was having hard weight cuts towards the end too. I mean, you asked Nate D, uh, Nick Diaz, and he didn't even make the one seventy weight cut at uh, at at that at that fight when they put, when they fought for the belt. Did oh, yeah. um as Chance Paper fought at one eighty five? As you fought at middleweight? No. no, he's always been one seventy. He's always been a welterweight, right? Yeah. UCC days up until the uh, or UCC days up until UFC. So that's another interesting story to watch. Is um, he's fighting at a weight that he's never fought at before? Um, and you've got killers at middleweight. It's, it's, it's Jeff, be you kind of broke the story to us because you had said that. Bisbing said that he's going to be getting GSP. Yeah, I mean, a day or two before or GSP's uh, contract news was broken. I got this great site, man. This crazy sports site. They have this really? knack of breaking shit. It's this crazy fight, crazy fight sports or something really weird. Yeah, out of uh, I don't even think it's an American site. I think it might be Brazilian. It's it's a really great site. They they drop bombs all the time. They're like the fucking diz of, of uh, <laughs> you know of just MMA forums. 
you know, it's they're not a social media site. They're they're an old school web forum, right? And they've been doing this for a long time. And they, Jesus, Ryan, get out of the room. Get out of the in. fucking room, dude. I just did. Jesus, uh, we're so gonna have guys. to get out of here, man. We gotta, yeah, we gotta get Ryan. We gotta out get Ryan out of this fucking thing. Out of this room. No, no, no. We got a couple more minutes. So we got, we got one more tonight. Don't worry. We're gonna talk about Connor, and that's it. I got another eight hours in this place. Connor, well, we're going home. There is one thing before we go to Connor, though. If we're only gonna talk about one more thing. Um, USADA has now changed their policy as far as uh, returning fighters having to be part of the four-month testing pool before they fight. What's the policy now? Uh, now you will only have to uh, be part of the one month worth of testing before USADA. So is this based off the Brock Lesnar? Yeah, this might as well be the Brock Lesnar kind of, kind of okay. ish, but it, I mean, I think it's more the backlash they caught off of the Angela of trying to put their foot down on Angela Hill. Oh, okay, right, yeah, because there was a huge online backlash about that shit. But yeah, it's mostly about it's mostly about Brock. But um, yeah, I just wanted to hit that. I heard with the Angela Hill one. Whoa! Wait a minute. Hang on. No. Okay. Wait. We're reading this news as it unfolds, so we're Are just trying to it keep that it up. You have to be in it for four months. So wait, okay. So it says um, UFC fighters who are active on the roster are subject to random drug tests. The policies have been in effect for quite some time, but uh, have not changed much since. Previously retired fighter UFC or former UFC heavyweight Brock Lesnar made his return to the promotion at UFC 200 and only had to deal with a four month of USADA testing before. God. Damn it. Fucking stupid bullshit. Pop-ups? Pop-ups, yeah. Uh, before stepping into the octagon. Now, according to the new rule change obtained by MMA fighting, it appears that the testing process for a fighter making his return to action has been increased to six months. Fighters who have been released by the UFC, however, will no longer... Okay, so it's only returning fighters only have to go through a month. But everything else is six months now. Six instead of four. Yes. So you I, have mis- to be I on... misread that the first time through. But Okay, so now um, new fighters have to be in the testing pool for six months. Yes. Or fighters coming back. Because Brock wasn't released, but he just retired. Right. So now he would have to be in for six months, whereas like the Angela Hill thing no longer do you she have to wait. Released. Because she was released and trying to come in on short notice. Now she doesn't have to wait for a month. She only has okay. to be in a month. They kind of got dicked by Brock fucking pissing so hot. that's the Brock you know, rule. Is that's now, now the Brock rule. Yeah. They can all thank Brock for that one. Yep. It was Brock. The only one that ended up having to do that, you know, don't have to test kind of thing. Was he the only guy with that? Yeah. I think he was, it was, if he wasn't the first, he was the first major. Uh, as far as I know, he was the first yeah, one. Yeah, I think to he was. Because remember, it was, you saw it was still fairly new at this point when, uh, yeah. when Brock did that. Yeah. I mean, I know it was just a few months ago, but it was still fairly new. And I don't think anyone had the opportunity um, or even had the chance to, to come back like he did in that situation. Yeah. So. Oh, and. Uh, okay. Yeah. Valerie Returno has officially retired. Returno has officially retired. Mm-hmm. Has she really? Yeah. Oh, wow. According to Anton. That way, the UFC's women classes are like, I mean, they, they're getting a lot of nice girls in, but they're losing some, like, some pretty solid but names. Turno like is Bailing a quality and, uh, fighter. And Turno, like, yeah, no doubt. I mean, it is her third consecutive loss. Even still, man. She had her third consecutive loss, but, yep, uh, she has retired. When was that announced? 
today. Like, uh, oh, okay. So I was going to say, that one, that one slipped past me. I was on Cyborg's <laughs> Twitter page. Actually, that's where I got the Lawler story and this USADA story was off from Cyborg's hey, Twitter man, page. Cyborg's Twitter and her Facebook, both, they put out some really good news. Well, while we were talking about the Durandamade home thing, because she, during the uh, conference call today, she was tweeting some fucking shit, talking shit to Jermaine Duran to me. About her fucking ducking? Yeah, and, yeah, and talking shit to Megan Anderson about being a bullshit Invicta champion, because technically she's still the Invicta champion even though Megan Anderson now has it because it's vacated. Yeah. But, yeah, so now we can talk about Connor and Floyd. Okay. Uh... What's happening with Connor and Floyd? Well, as we saw reports coming out like that we're getting closer to the agreement. Uh, Floyd, or Floyd, I'm sorry, Connor is going to be in Vegas to deal with the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission, possibly lowering his fine. Um, he was also going to be having a meeting with uh, Floyd TMNT or TMT uh, promotion, and then he's got to meet with the UFC. So. There's also another hurdle that that is a small hurdle and will probably not have, uh, even come to fruition. But in order to get a boxing license in Nevada, you have to have X amount of amateur boxing fights yeah. before you're allowed to get licensed as a pro into a pro fight. Sign a check. So now, does Connor have any boxing amateur in Ireland? Do we know? Zero. When I read the article, it, it said that Connor had zero amateur boxing fights. No, he was kickboxing. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. So there's ways around this. This could be not a pro boxing fight, but an exhibition, where it's not. It's it might be contested under boxing rules, but it's not um, for like a boxing rank or anything like that. They could okay. do they could do that, um, or they can um, Vegas can just say um, we'll just grant you a temporary license for one fight only. Right. There's just, there's other, there's a lot of hurdles that people don't realize that these guys have to jump in. They can't just say, okay, we're going to fight and go in and fight. Right. Lots of stuff has to get panned out. So when people, when, when, um, promotional teams and, and people from the, the, the camps say that they're close to a fight, that means all these hurdles have been jumped over. And now what, when they say they're close to signing, what they're talking about is money. At this oh, yeah. point, the only thing that they're talking about to get the the fight signed is money. Period. Everything else has been uh, handled already. So, who's going to get what? Who's going to promote it? Because the UFC doesn't have to. Does, they don't have to have the UFC involved at all in no, this. No, they don't need. Their... It's another thing that a lot of people don't realize is that what's the fucking deal called? The where... Ali Act. Thank you. But we don't know. We don't know for sure. The Ali Act absolutely applies to boxers the problem is is that connor even though he is an mma fighter is contractually obligated i thought to, the aliac was combat sports in general i don't think it uh, has been through combat sports i think it only applies to boxing i think it was Be made for oh, boxing they're trying to i think the because fighters want it kept on sorry fighters want it f to be broadened for mma if oh, yeah, it, because I've heard Connor kept on repeatedly saying Aliyah, so that's why I thought that it was. That's why I mentioned to you guys about it. I'm sure in his head he thinks he's protected yeah. by the Aliyah, but I, I don't mm -hmm. know how well that because what all that does is it just basically means that you're not contractually obligated. You can fight for multiple promotions in boxing. 
Yeah, and if that's why you can fight for the WBA, the WBF, yes, right, and you can right, have so yeah, many different right, exactly. But like MMA with all the organizations. MMA yeah, so obviously okay, doesn't have the Ali Act because otherwise we would have tons of cross promotion fights. But we there don't. was no MMA when Ali no, no. Act was at least it was not at the level that it is right now. And uh, I'm, I'm sure UFC lawyers will argue the fact that. That the uh, the wording is archaic and it should be combat sports. It all depends, though. It, 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 I said this to you guys about that because I didn't. I thought he was just trying to fucking just shut the UFC out in the in the deals with trying to get this fight down. If he's including the UFC right, and they're right. going to get their slice of the pie, they're not going to throw an injunction in this. No, but no. if he pisses in the wind on them and just says "fuck you." Then you, I, no, this thing will be slapped in court quicker than the fucking. The fight will be well, announced. Yeah. The, the fight will get announced Wednesday, and by Thursday there'll be an injunction yeah. filed. There'll be a, a definitely be a, a restraining order against them even fighting anywhere in Vegas yeah, or sure. around Vegas or or for any promoting uh, boxing promotion or anything that isn't the UFC. Yeah, and then he'll get pissed at the UFC, and then he'll retire again. He'll be broke in a fucking year. That's what I said, Ryan. A year. Well, no, I was, I was going to say, the funny thing is, I just, I mean, I, I didn't talk to you guys much in the last couple of days because of everything that was happening over here. Right. But when we were talking about the news breaking that Connor and ESPN have all confirmed it, was I never really actually realized that there was no talk from the Mayweather camp. You only heard it from Mayweather, from uh, McGregor's camp, and from uh, and and from the ESPN, uh, Sports Illustrated, yada yada yada, um, and Mayweather said, "Well, well, I'm happily retired. I don't know what they're talking about." So it could very well be that Connor's just going to Vegas, trying to promote himself even more, and deal with the um, Nevada State fine. And maybe Nevada's realizing that there's a lot of issues with, oh, Jesus Christ, look, look what Connors did in New York. He made all this money. We need to get him back here. Like, we can't have the fine. And he's there to negotiate that, and Connors going to promote himself to such a high degree where there's going to be more people watching his name that the fight's never going to happen, but he's going to get new eyes on him for his next UFC fight. Maybe no, it's, it's a good possibility. Yeah, I mean we 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 can't. I, I'm not going to speculate anymore on this fight because I have over and over again said it would never happen, and it never happened, and now it's looking more and more like it's going to happen. So, I'll, I'll, we're going to end it with one question. Do you want to see this? Yeah, Ryan, do you want to see this? Begrudgingly, yes. Oh, this happens. We're fucking doing a fight night. Yeah, are you we, fucking we, kidding yeah, me? 100%. I'm not excited for this. Like I think some people are, but I can't miss this. Right. I'm not excited you about know, it. This but is must-see. For sure. Cocksuckers, if this fight happens, we're going to get the fucking sugar cubes going. We're, gonna we're going get deep. Fucking we're going roof. Oh, we're going to get the Metallica playing, brothers. We're going deep in the murky fucking you went, you went like combo of fucking Joey Diaz and Hulk Hogan right there. <laughs> <laughs> what? So what's you going to do? I had to go brother at the end of the motherfucker. No. No, brother. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Let's wrap There's this motherfucker up. Dave, you want to... My uh, cerebral. You want to kick that mule for me? We're getting there. Oh, boy. I fucking lost the song. <laughs> That's fine. We'll just fucking go I got out. it. You got it? All right. <laughs> I 
All right, boys, let's get these final thoughts and get the hell out of here. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you want to start us off since you've been leading the dance all night? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, honestly, I just wanted to uh, give a heartfelt uh, thank you to, uh, to both you, uh, Jeff, and you, Dave. Uh, in the last couple weeks, like, my back was really messed up. Um, like, the spasms were, were killing me, and then last week with everything that was happening after I fell and I fucked up my face and you know now I'm doing some mold I got a kid on the way and I just want to give a, a, a real sincere heartfelt thank you to uh, to the both of you guys uh, you know you guys have been there for me listening to uh, all my rants and raves of my life and uh, the crap and you guys have been really positive towards me and you guys have really helped me uh, get through this particularly stupid tough time that I've been going through uh, for whatever reason I'm going through right now I'm going through it and uh, I thank you guys both for being there for me of course brother we got you every day all day my man all day Dave final thoughts um uh, coming off one of the worst fights uh fight cards I've ever seen I'm not looking forward to this one this one this weekend either uh, it's just been a lull for action UFC for me, and I'm hoping that Bellator per- turns that around and we have a good Bellator card this weekend. Yeah, uh, also Friday night, if you are fortunate enough to have Access TV, um, uh, LFA's got another good mm. card, and that's actually Andrea Lee's fighting on Friday. I thought for some reason she fought this week. Oh, and Combat America's tonight on fucking Fight Pass. If you can watch that, there's some pretty good weight scraps in the female division. Um... Other than that, I'm going to let DJ Shadow fucking take us out of here since I didn't do a proper job of introducing my song. And uh, just remind you guys that to stay tuned to our Facebook page for any breaking news that we'll have in between shows. Uh, Other than that, Twitter, you know what to do. Uh, For Ryan, Dave, I'm Jeff. We'll see you guys next week for episode 55 of the Average Joe's MMA Show.